Now, folks, you are about to witness the most amazing, the most astounding living monstrosity of all time. Yeah, that's right. Bow, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Bow down to your master. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Come out to play. Come out to play. Come out to play. Come out to play. The best there is. The best there was. And the best there ever Morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Listen online, the website that rocks, KMOD.com. Past shows are available on iTunes. Search under BMMS. Listen with your cell phone. Get the iHeartRadio app. Available from the App Store of your cell phone provider. More on that at iHeartRadio.com. And we are on Facebook, facebook.com slash BMMS69. That's where you can hang out with us each and every day. Good morning, Lindsay. Good morning, Corbin. Good morning, Gimby. Good morning. Uh, we qualified someone for Man Month. Sean Benson of Fairland, Oklahoma got qualified. Sean has a chance to win tickets to uh, Front Row Smackdown, now featuring John Cena. Tickets to the Nitro Circus that are be down at One Oak Field. Hang out with us in the suite at the BOK Center for Monster Trucks. A month of free beer. VIP Week in Rocklahoma tickets. What does a month of free beer mean? Well, I think it's a case a week. So you get like four cases. I guess really would it depend on how much you drink? Because a month of free beer for you would be totally different for me. I think... <laughs> 
I think there's a good argument there. So do we, like, so let's just say Sean wins, right? And yeah. he, he gets everything, and he's like, all right, here's your month of free beer. Do we ask him, Sean, how much do you drink regularly? <laughs> Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. A little too personal? <laughs> no, because you're not going to be honest. All right. And I, I hear that might be a violation of HIPAA laws, but... <laughs> Right. Not if you, like, willingly give the information from what I hear. I feel like a free month of beer is a really good excuse to have a party. Yeah. Of course. But how much is that? It's at least a fridge full. What fridge? Right. Is it one of these tiny little fridges like we have in here, or is it a full-size fridge like in your kitchen? A full-size. That's a lot of beer. Like With freezer? Uh, See, there's sure. all these there's all these sure. X factors. It's just I not that easy. I would recommend putting the beer in the freezer, but sure. And they sell different sizes of full size refrigerators, so mm. absolutely. Like, are we talking one of those Sub Zero, like cribs type of MFers? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nah. Yeah, I don't know. I know when they do pizza, like they're like, you win free pizza for a year. It ends. It actually ends up being just fifty two pizzas. Right. It's like a pizza a week. A pizza a mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if that's we give away a case every Friday. For, you know, friggin' a Friday. So I would take a case a week, right? A case a week seems about right. Yeah. Either which way, four, 24 packs, four cases of beer. That's a lot of brew, man. What you consume and what you should consume are opposite ends of the spectrum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. We should consume not that much. <laughs> we do consume way more than what I we I mean, should. a case is enough, right? For... Well, let's just say a case is enough, right? You're getting 24 in a week. Yeah, yeah. There's seven days, bro. Listen, some days. No, hear me. Some mm-hmm. days you might have one. Right. Some days you may have more than one. Mm-hmm. But a, but 24 over a seven day period is more than enough. To oh, some, yeah. my, I've told this story before. My dad would come home after work and crush a 12 pack of Budweiser every day. Wow. Monday through Friday. Yeah, that's not Monday normal. That's Saturday, not normal, though. Like, took off on Sunday. That's not you know? normal, though. No, right, because no. that's the, you gotta, it's the <laughs> day of rest. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> gotta give my liver a rest. <laughs> but what I'm saying here is like, and that was normal for him. That was normal for him until he finally got, I guess, to an age where he's like, I don't think I should be drinking this much. I don't know how you drink that much alcohol and not be a giant fat F. That, I guess, would uh, be be on, like, what you do for work, right? So if you're out there doing a lot of manual labor, which he did, you know, he's burning off a lot of that excess, okay? But if you're just sitting at a – if you're a desk jockey, you know, yeah, you're going you're going to be a big old tubbo. Or it could just be a really good high metabolism. That too. On mm-hmm. people. I went to school with a girl that used to be offended if you would call her skinny, and I – was like, whatever you are. And she could eat whatever she wanted, drink whatever she wanted, whenever she wanted, and not gain a pound. She Sure, Good in school. <laughs> we're talking oh, about, we're talking about, we're talking about a 40-year-old man. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and in a case of beer, there's probably 2,000 calories. Yeah. And you're consuming 2,000 calories. Yeah. <laughs> so 4,000 calories, and I'm being generous on the 2,000 calorie mm-hmm. consumption of a food part, right? Right, right, I right. think you probably consume more than that. Well, it's just like, you, you know, four or five double cheeseburgers. No. You don't think? No. It might be one or two okay. is 2,000 calories. Okay. I don't know because obviously I've never counted a calorie in my life. Right. Fast food items typically, like a, like a double cheeseburger type of thing, yeah. 
is going to be around nine to twelve hundred calories, if not more. Okay, that's and you, for the record, you should only consume eighteen hundred in a day. Yeah. So that should give you any idea of how high the caloric value is in fast food. Yeah, <laughs> Kimpy and I were. I literally almost picked up the wireless keyboard and smashed it. You too, Whoa. huh? <laughs> I literally bad. almost picked it up and spent. I've spent three hours this week dealing with computers just not. I almost swore just not working. Or well, shouldn't. Do Nonetheless, that. anyhow, yeah. I was just trying to see how many calories were in a quarter pounder, you know, because I, for me, a quarter pounder burger, that's good. I know people that can put down, you know, you know, two in a row. <laughs> but Listen, uh, putting them down is not the same of the val the caloric value of right, them. Right, right, right. Four hundred and seventeen calories in a typical quarter pounder mm -hmm. with cheese. Okay, so yeah, that's about it's about four four quarter pounders, man. <laughs> four quarter pounders or a case of beer, mm. right? But you don't eat just a quarter pounder. <laughs> no, no, you're eating the fries, the oh, yeah. and a soda, yeah, a large it down one, or yeah, yeah. But you get a diet, so it's okay. It cancels everything <laughs> All right, out. Let's change the question. Mm -hmm. How many cases of soda should you get for a year? <laughs> for a year, dude, I've had a case of soda. And I'm probably halfway through it since May. Really? I don't, I mean, I just don't drink a ton of soda. Yeah, I understand. I'm right there with you. Um, I think I usually get like two liter bottles and it'll be there for a week or two unless I like let the kids go crazy. But you're not pounding a case a week. No. No. No, no way. No way at all. Not <laughs> soda, anyway. Right. Right. Now, now, if we're talking spirits, that's a different story. But the point I'm making <laughs> mm -hmm. is that soda, you're like, oh, God, that's disgusting. Right, but beer, it's fine. <laughs> Maybe that's an age thing, because if you ask a kid, right, teenager no. or whatever, like, would you rather have a case of beer or a case of soda? <laughs> well, of course they're going to say soda. Right, of course. As we get older, we're like, that's too much sugar. Give me beer. It's like, hey, I'm going to make you scrambled eggs, and I'm going to use half a dozen. I'm going to use a dozen. Yeah. That's a lot. And you're like, good God, man. And then I'm like, well, hold on. I, I'm i going to hard boil them. And then you'll yeah. be like, hell, I'm down. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I'll do you one better. Here, I'm going to give you four cheese sticks. Yeah. Eat these. Yes. You're not going to. No. no but hold on. Let me deep fry them and give you a side of marinara. Yeah, yep. damn right. <laughs> it's crazy. It is crazy. It's funny. Well, the way we consume food is mm -hmm. so funny to me. Yeah, it's, it's our way of justifying being slobs. Sure. <laughs> you know? sure, there's something less offensive about eating four cheese sticks because <laughs> right. they're deep fried. Right. It's like, oh, it's okay. It's battered and deep fried. Okay, fine. And usually they're not as long as a regular cheese stick, so they're like in half. I don't know cheese sticks you're eating, girl. <laughs> the mozzarella sticks that you get are not as long as an yeah, actual. They're... That's all they are, are cheese sticks. Average size. Right, they're average size. <laughs> Goddamn <Yeah>. it! <laughs> all right, so it's listen. Shrinkage when it hits the oil. Yeah. So anyway, man month. We got that going for us. <laughs> Um, we got a pair of tickets to Rocklahoma. We're going to give away. We'll see what Gimpy wants to talk about. I think we're going to do Conspiracy Thursday. We'll see. Uh, we've got parody songs we're going to do. Mike Malega is going to join us. We got Topless, a PBR uh, star, is going to join us today on the phone. Uh, we got our patio party happening tomorrow. It's Man Month. More qualifying for that. So 
Uh, we've got a busy show today. Oh, God. Buckle in. Buckle in, morning people. It's got a busy show. Uh, we're going to do news quickies when we return. Tulsa's morning show is coming right back. The Big Man Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. Listen to this, Gimpy. <laughs> What's that, dude? So I'm trying to find out if I can do if Uber Eats does Quick Trip, right? Yeah. Get some of that breakfast pizza. And I can't figure it out. So we're just talking about breakfast food. And I'm like, all right, so do I want Sonic? Uh-huh. Breakfast. Yeah. Chick-fil-A breakfast. Oh, yeah, and Lindsay goes, ugh. You get out. And I go, now. I go, that's what I said. <laughs> I go, I finally have a reason to not like you. <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, they're, they just got the best chicken and biscuits. The, really, it's just the best chicken. It, it really is the best chicken. I'll agree with you there. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a, I'm just not a chicken and biscuits it, you're, person you're a for communist? breakfast. That's what it is. You're a communist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. I like to get there. They got this big old platter. It's like, you know, 50 of their little chicken bites or whatever the hell, you know, comes I don't, in special- The mini ones aren't yeah. as good as the full biscuit. Right. No, you're absolutely right. But I, I feel like I can eat a whole <laughs> a platter by myself. God damn, I'm a fat ass. <laughs> Have you seen the video of, uh, whatever, Giannis Acunatempo, mm. and he goes after the game and he orders, fi- uh, he wants 50 chicken sandwich breakfast, chicken sandwich, 50. Is he buying for the entire team? Nope. Just Damn. himself. Because he scored 50 points. Yeah. Okay. He wants 50. Okay. And he wants this, and this is what's got my attention. Mm-hmm. A large drink, no ice, Okay. half lemonade, half ice. Sprite. Oh, I do that. What? Yeah. I've never heard of this. It's I've never good. heard of that it's either. It seems. For those of us that like carbonation. That's the only reason There's why I started doing it. I don't it. understand. Yeah, but lemonade is delicious. And Chick-fil-A's lemon, lemonade is bomb. It's, it's okay. So yes. good. It's so good. It's not as good as Raising Cane's, but okay. Right, right. Made fresh every day. Cut in hand squeezed. Yeah. Uh, Simple ingredients. Lemon yeah, sugar that's, water. That's weird. That's weird. It's that not he weird. orders 50 of them. I mean, I get it, you know, da-da-da-da. He just won the MVP. Mm-hmm. He just won uh, the, the title, right? Yeah. All scoring 50 points. It's kind of ceremonious. Like, yeah. it's pretty awesome. And they hadn't won in, what, was it 50 years? Yes. Yeah, so, boom. All right, well, have fun with your 50 chicken sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. anyway, Lord. so, she hates, Lindsay, communist. All right, let's go ahead and do <laughs> news quickies. You think I'm wrong? People are saying that. <laughs> it's time for news quickies. Totally coming in. News, local like news. the text are rolling news in. That just makes <laughs> sure. you say, what the f-? Now here's Corbin, Gimpy, and Lindsay with what's going on. News quickies from the Big Man Morning Show in 97.5 KMOD. Sperm Bank holds contest to see who has the best semen. If you're a young man in China and have time on your hands, a Chinese sperm bank may have just the right summer program for you. It's the Human Sperm Bank of Shanghai inviting college students to join a competition to see, to see who has the best semen in order to promote reproductive health and recruit donors. The summer contest launched on July 12th. It will pick those who have the highest sperm count and motility as winners, although their names will not be released to the public, the sperm bank said in an ad posted on WeChat. Uh, studies have shown declining sperm counts among men globally. Although scientists have continued to debate what is causing the decline and whether the trend indicates rising male infertility. Uh, donors 
can visit the sperm bank. They'll need to visit them several times within six months and will receive up to $1,160 in compensation. Yeah. Um, If you have good fellers. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And to drum up interest in donations, uh, the sperm bank has been posting about the best sperm it receives every month. And in June... Uh, it recorded a highest sperm count of 282 million sperm per milliliter of semen, about 19 times the normal level. And the unnamed donor was a sports fan. Another man who said he was fond of music was found to have the lowest level of abnormal sperm of 42%. Yeah. So when they feature like sperm of the month, mm-hmm. is there like, you know, a picture? associated with their article on their website. <laughs> Meet Jim. This is Jim's product. Jim won best sperm of the month. Sperm of the month club. <laughs> no, I don't want to be a part of that club. <laughs> Why not? Give me your jelly donuts. Ew. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? You want their blue waffle? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Boo. That's terrible. Uh, pet rescuer gets jail for starving cats. Uh, this actually happened a couple years ago. This all went down in 2018, but she finally went to court. She's pleaded guilty to uh, animal cruelty. So there's this gal. Her name's Sharon Smilin. Now, she had this thing where she would go and feed the stray cats around her apartment. And then she kind of got to the point where she started taking these stray cats in. And then she continued to hoard these cats in her apartment. So a couple of months go by, and the neighbors, they they notice the cats are scratching and crying at the windows. There's this horrendous odor coming from the house, the the apartment. You can smell it outside of the apartment. It's that bad. So neighbors are like, ah, we got to call the cops on this one. So the cops come out, and they do their investigation. And here's the disgusting fun part. When they come in to this apartment, keep in mind, it's just a little, like, efficiency, like a studio apartment, okay? They found what the investigator says was malnourished cats and bones littering the scene. She said that there was dead cats on top of dead cats on top of dead cats, and dead cats have been dead for months. This suggested that the cats started eating each other in order to survive. They said that the apartment was caked with feces, reeked of cat pee. It was just a total mess. Now... Cheryl, uh, they did find um, bags and bags and bags and cans of food unopened. So Sharon was not feeding these cats at all whatsoever, even though she had the food right there. Mm. So they ended up uh, taking her in. Obviously, she pled guilty to animal cruelty, and now she has been banned from owning or rescuing any animal of any kind at all whatsoever. Did she get prison time? It uh, doesn't say if she's getting jail time or not. It just said that she pleaded guilty, but I would imagine so. That I like, hope not. That's got to come with some kind of, you know, 30 days in jail and yeah, a hefty I fine. Yeah, I hope not. She needs not? a psych valve. Yeah, she, she's got a mental problem. Well, maybe. Right? Maybe she can get that help while she's in lockup for doing what They typically don't lock up. Well, they do, but not like that. Right. Uh, it's a different type of facility, but yeah. Yeah. She definitely has some sort of mental disorder going Absolutely. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To either A, let them die, B, not feed them, yeah. right? C, stack them on top of each other, Oof. D, not ask Gross. for help. Like, there's a lot yeah. of issues yeah. going on there. Well, I rolled up this morning, I noticed a little black kitten curled up on the curb over there. And I was like, oh, look, a kitty. And I started to rescue it, and then I said to myself, what the hell are you doing? 
and then turned around and walked back out. Oh, dang. Yeah. Not taking your stray cat. No. <laughs> but it was a kitten? Yes, it was a little black kitten. Oh. So cute. And I'm just like, no, I've got too many animals as it is, and I don't want a damn cat. It's a litter box I got to get. Yeah. And, it's know, fine. There's plenty of them. I'm sure there are, yeah. They're That's all fine. living back there in the woods. Listen, you weren't the first person to drive by it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Death of Staten Island man with disturbing words on body ruled a homicide. A New York man was found with words written on his body, and it's been ruled a homicide, according to the chief medical examiner. An 80-year-old man named Robert Rayner was killed by blunt trauma to his head and torso. He was discovered unconscious and unresponsive in the hallway of his New York City apartment building Monday morning before being pronounced dead at the scene. Sources tell the TV station the words, quote, I touched little girls were written on his chest, and the words I touch were scrawled on his foot. Neighbors described the man as a recluse who lived with his niece and two daughters. Oh, man. Probably one of my favorite crazy movies that's out there, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and she gets raped, Mm -hmm. and she sets up a time to meet with the guy again, and then, but, like, kicks his ass and then ties him up and writes uh, a rapist on his chest with a tattoo gun. Oh, wow. And come, and she's just this badass bitch in this movie. She's awesome. And she's like, next time I'll do it on your head. Damn, so everybody awesome. can see it. And I'm going to check on you. And I'm going to, because she's an orphan of the of the state. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and when I want money, you're going to give me money. Right. That's- no questions asked. I'm not going to file reports. You're going to file them for me. Damn. And I'm going to check in on you. Mm-hmm. And at one point, she's like, checks in on him and just surprises him out of nowhere. And she's like, your reports are lacking color. <laughs> like, just to point out that, hey, I'm, I'm watching. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, wow. Have you guys seen that movie? I've, I never I've, have, no. I've heard of it. I, I, it's a book, right? It's a book series, yes. Yes, yeah, a book series, yeah. Because there's a couple different films now out, right? Y- yes, there's a couple versions of it. But the first one they did with, uh, what's his name, uh, Daniel Craig, whew, it's awesome. She's a badass bitch in this movie. I'll have to check it out. All these stories are on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash BMMS69. The Big Mad Morning Show returns next. Tulsa's Morning Show, 97.5 KMOD. You're hard to please. <laughs> Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. You know who you're talking to. Right? I don't think she likes Krispy Kreme donuts. That's not true. I said what I was... I know, Gimpy! See, now, okay, Corbin, these are the questions we should have asked in the interview process. <laughs> so we know getting into this. I landed on Krispy Kreme Donuts, mm-hmm. which, by the way, y'all ripping me off. Not Krispy Kreme. Right. The delivery servant, whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, I got Krispy Kreme Donuts. And she's like, oh. I was like, whoa, whoa. Literally... The best donut. Yeah, hold on, Lindsay. You just holster that. You'll get your chance. <laughs> and earlier, when she was giving her litigation on why she doesn't like Chick-fil-A for breakfast, yeah. she states, I'm more of a breakfast traditionalist. Eggs, bacon, French toast, those type of things, right? Yeah. All good selections. Mm-hmm. And then, so I'm like, oh, donuts is where I landed on. And she was like, eh. She's like, it's weird you went to that. I'm like, you just told me how great traditional breakfast items are like i don't know drip donuts that's like yeah a staple right there i think so you go to a hotel and they have their continental breakfast right they have the bacon the eggs the sausage the cereal and donuts yeah Yeah. sure it's just i figured i mean it's just more of a sweet treat to me a donut Mm. it's breakfast 
It's not breakfast? Yes, it is considered to be breakfast, but you went from like chicken and... Nope, nope. I didn't go from chicken. I went from... I wanted a goddamn breakfast pizza. There you go. Which probably has eggs on it. I was debating on Chick-fil-A for Mm -hmm. breakfast. Mm -hmm. And I never once... Said I want chicken. You want from savory to sweet. I went to me. It's all breakfast. Breakfast is supposed to be a combination of savory and sweet. I feel you know because with pancakes, right? And you got your sausage and your bacon that goes with it or whatever. So you got your savory and your sweet combination there. Mostly sweet though, if you think about it. Donuts, waffles, cereal. You know the only savory part of a breakfast would be what. Biscuits and gravy, your meats, and your eggs. Everything else is sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a believer that breakfast... I think breakfast can be whatever you want it to be. I don't think it has to be yeah, eggs and bacon oh, or yeah. whatever. I think it, it's. we've been conditioned to believe that by the cereal companies mm-hmm. that it's got to be that type of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not above eating a cheeseburger for breakfast in the morning. <laughs> like that, I, I, For real, dude, I go over to the uh, Whataburger down the road or whatnots before you know show starts or whatnots. If I got some time, I'll go down there and get myself a patty melt or a bacon cheeseburger or something. Hell Did you yeah. notice we got C-blocked from uh, Jack in the Box? <sighs> yes. What? It's been like that for months, bro. Used to be 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Now it's not 24 hours Mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. The only one that is is the one down by my house. And I'm like, I'm not driving all the way back there for, you know, dollar Soggy taco, yeah. (laughs) Tokyo Olympics organizers have fired the opening ceremony director after learning he joked about the Holocaust in a comedy routine. (laughs) Organizers have fired comedian... Kentaro Kobayashi over a 1998 routine that included anti-Semitic jokes, ah, including a different time. Let's play Holocaust. This is the latest public re- public relations hit for the games. A previous opening ceremony creative director resigned in March after he was found to have made sexist remarks about a well-known Japanese entertainer. The Olympics opening ceremony is tomorrow. The University of Texas and University of Oklahoma could begin petitioning the Southeastern Conference as soon as next week for membership. According to WFAA in Dallas, the two schools will send a letter to the Big 12 Conference early next week stating neither school will renew their media contracts when they expire in 2025. After such, the two schools will then petition for entry into the SEC for membership. The move would turn the athletic conference into a 16-member super conference, which would include the likes of Alabama, Louisiana State, Georgia, Florida, Texas A&M, and a few others. Why do we have conferences? Not sure. It's a good question. Because they don't mean anything anymore. Mm. Right? Was there ever a point in time when they did? Yeah, they used. To, I mean, they used to be like the Southeast Regional Conference, mm-hmm. right? Or they, they used to be only teams in certain areas. Okay. Right? But now, travel's not an issue. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right? There's no real borders anymore. People don't care. Right. Just let the teams play. Let them play who they want to play and right. find out the champion at the end. How about just the Midwest division mm-hmm. or the South division? It's all South. Like, why not just geographically give them simple names? Why do we got a petition to be a part of it? And then the, it just makes more TV money that players don't. It just, it's a mess. Yeah, I agree. And that's your Balls to the Wall Sports. I'm Lindsay on 97.5 KMOD. <laughs> Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. 
Uh, coming up, we've got uh, Topless. We're going to do our parody songs. Uh, but right now, we've qu- just qualified someone for Man Month. And it looks like we qualified Kyle Swanson of BA. Congratulations, Qui- uh, Kyle. So make sure you're listening to another chance to get qualified for Man Month. And you're going, Man Month? What's that? Well, it means you're going to get a uh, bunch of men. We're going to give them to you. <laughs> Sign me up. Yay. Um, but in all seriousness, you get a chance to win a bunch of cool tickets and some beer. So how about like front row SmackDown tickets? New and improved with John Cena. <laughs> tickets to Nitro Circus. Hang out in the suite with us at the BOK Center for Monster Trucks. A month of free beer and VIP week in Rocklahoma tickets. But you got to get qualified. Another chance coming up very soon. Let's see what Gimpy has to talk about. Be around the world. Take my strong hand. Get on the Gimp train. I'm on the Gimp train. Be around the world. Take my, my strong hand. Get on the Gimp train. Gimp train. I want something of average length. Average. Uh, all right, uh, Corbin, I need your help. Uh, I know. You, <laughs> I mean, more than just your help, my friend. I need professional help. Now, we're uh, going on vacation next week. We're going to Kansas City. Mm. I've never been. My girlfriend has never been. I know you have been quite often. Um, so I'm looking for stuff to do. The only thing we have planned as it stands is Worlds of Fun and Oceans of Fun, the theme parks that are up there. That's it. So I mean, I'm that's like, going to eat your time. How many days are you going? We're, we're going for four days. We're going to be gone for four days, and we got two day passes uh, for these, you know, theme parks or whatever. So uh, we'll do one over at the uh, roller coasters, and the other one over at the water slides. But that still leaves us two days. And the thing is, we're not going to be at those parks like all day. The what? bulk of the day, yes, but eventually it's going to become evening time, and you know, we'll end up having to go find something else to do. So, as a man who's been to Kansas City many a times, I'm sure you've been there as a single person. Am I right? I'm, I used to live there. Okay, so you got that. Uh, you've also been there with the family, the wife and the kids, right? Uh, I mean, no, the kids are pretty young, so I've never... Okay. I go almost every year for a Chiefs game. Okay, okay. So I wasn't sure, and that's kind of My where family I was, still lives there, was so. leaning at, was like, you, I didn't know if you've been there with the kids, and like, what did you guys yeah. do? Now, I know that we, we had talked about, not like this particular thing, but like, when you go, you suggested, you know, maybe like a, like a brew tour, like a craft brew tour, or I'm more interested in like... Family stuff mm-hmm. and food. Yeah, <laughs> See, I've, I've heard you talk about this Gates barbecue before, but you were like, uh, "Try something a little off the beaten path instead." Yeah, I mean, dude, yeah, there's tons to do. Any barbecue, mm-hmm. that's it. That's it. That's it. That's all there <laughs> yeah, is. No you're not going to go restaurant yeah, or anything. Okay. I mean, yes, but I don't know what your mm-hmm. taste is for barbecue. Mm-hmm. Yes. All of them are going to be really good. Okay. Right, because okay. they have low tolerance for bad barbecue. Right, right. I mean, they do call it Kansas City barbecue for a yeah. Reason. So right. yeah, G- Gates is fine. Arthur Bryant's is legendary. Okay, every president has eaten there. Really? Yes. Arthur Bryant's. Yeah. Okay. Um, you could go to uh, the Power and Light District has a ton of nightlife stuff, like bars and restaurants and. Some chain stuff, but some non-chain stuff. She had mentioned that uh, about the Power and Light District, but we've got the two little ones with us, so it's like, hmm, this isn't like Wisconsin where you can take your kids into the bar with you, is it? Uh, no, you cannot. I don't know. Okay. Uh, no. So. Um, kids things, Union Station's pretty awesome. Okay, what is that? Uh, it used to be the train station in Kansas City. Okay. And now it's a, like a science museum type of thing. Okay. There was a gangster shootout back in the day, like a, 
like a mob shootout back okay. in the day out on the outside. They may still have the things up for that. Mm-hmm. Um, the plaza's fun. It's shopping, and but really nice shopping. It's okay. Supposed to be in, there's tons of fountains and kids stuff and, okay. you know, all that, you know, consuming your money type right, of thing. Right, of course, of course. And that's another thing. It's like we got a lot of our money invested in, and you know, hotels and these theme parks or whatever. So yeah, then you should be spending your time the, there. The, well, we will. Like I said, you only got two days, though, and we'll spend the bulk of the days there. Dude, I don't know how you do it. Like, I go, if I... I would go, I'd be doing just that. Really? Just do that for those two yes. days and then pa- back home after Let's that? Let's just say you start at 10. Mm-hmm. You're going to be done at what, 5? Yep. Yeah, and then give or tired. Take. And then done. Yeah. Like cashed. Yeah. Go go to the hotel. Y- relax yes. a little bit. Get up and do it all over again. Yeah, I think. Okay. But I mean, I don't know how you guys operate, but there's not much extra energy to go Especially kids, man. Like, yeah, this is our our first vacation together, right? Our first big outing. I mean, her and I, we drove down to Dallas to go and pick up Ruby motorcycle, right? But that wasn't that was just a quick weekend jot down there and then come back. So this is the first time we're going on vacation together, and I think it's the first time that her girls are going to, like, a theme park or exciting stuff like that. So we're trying to make the most out of it. And yeah, I I googled. I Googled some things, fun things to do in Kansas City. But for me, I could see that online. I'd rather get somebody's firsthand experience. Like, I went here and did, like, okay, so when uh, the ex and I took the family to St. Louis, our intentions were to go to uh, see the arch. And that was it. And then somebody suggested, oh, you got to go to the city museum. It is awesome. Da, 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 da. I'm like, what the hell is that? And uh, left it at that. So we went and checked it out. And that was a lot of fun. So, Looking for these firsthand experiences of what, right? If you've been, I know, like I said, you've been or anybody else that's been to Kansas City, I never have. Okay, so I, it's been, I mean, I haven't lived there in a long time. I go up for like one thing. So I'll go up to go to a Chiefs game or I'll go up to see family. Yeah. And that's that, huh? Yeah. Now, I'm going to pull up the list of the top attractions that in Kansas City and I'll give you a thumbs up or thumbs down for family, right? Okay. I like it. Uh, World War II Museum. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay, I really was into. And I'm World thinking of you, so yeah. like, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was I, into World War II in high school, so yeah, awesome. it's a it's a very cool memorial. Okay, um, the kids would probably be bored. Oh, of course they would. Uh, Nelson Atkins Museum of Art. Uh, I think it's super cool. I think you would hate it. Yeah, you said Museum of Art, and I'm already out. Arabia Steamboat Museum. So there was a steamboat that uh, sunk, and then they pulled it, you know, like, re-got it out, you uh-huh. know, dug it up, and now it's on display. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that doesn't sound like fun at all. Yeah. Uh, Union Station, I already mentioned that. Mm-hmm. I think that's solid. Mm-hmm. Kauffman Stadium, baseball game. That, man, that's not a bad idea. Okay. Are, Go are, to a ball game. Are we playing game ball right now? Playing baseball right now? Y- yes. Okay. Yes, we are. Okay, yes. so yes. I can go and catch a game if yeah. I wanted to. Yes. Okay. And there's tons of stuff for the kids, and, you know, it's a good, if you've never been to a pro ball game, it's a great experience that'd be fun because i've only been to one professional baseball game in my life and that's when i was uh younger it was like eight at the time eight or nine we went and saw the uh, giants versus the a's in san francisco wow so i think that would be a lot of fun for at least the kids i think you should take your kids to a professional ball game at least once in their life for sure mm-hmm. i i i i agree a hundred percent and i think that there's certain stadiums that it's fun to do that at. All okay. of them have some sort of kid element, but okay. I think that one is 
is definitely one of them. Okay. I'll put an next to them. They're not playing well, so I don't can't even, <laughs> I can't <laughs> say they're going to win. But. Ultimately, I'm not in it for how well they play. It's just watching the game and creating memories. And I they're guess. they're there uh, next week up until Thursday. Okay. So yeah, we're coming back that Friday afternoon, evening, or whatever. So that could I could totally do that then. Someone texted in that the Q39 is amazing barbecue. Yeah, it's, again, and, it's a barbecue joint. So, yeah. like, there's tons of barbecue places. And okay. they have a great zoo. So, they do have, that was next on the list that they're known for having a pretty good zoo. Okay. Okay. In all the years I've been there, not since I was a tiny person, mm-hmm. t- sorry, tinier person, <laughs> uh, I hadn't, you know, as a someone who was capable of making my own decisions. Right, right. I and we had been. talked about that as well, um, going to the zoo there. But to me, like, a zoo is a zoo is a zoo is a zoo. They're really all the same, yeah. no matter and how you look at it. Unless you're seeing something like a panda, like something that you've uh-huh. never seen before at a zoo. Uh-huh. Like, we went to St. Louis. We went to the St. Louis Zoo. It was free to get in. It was huge. It was a lot of walking. Yeah. But it was a zoo, just like any other zoo that I've ever been to. And after doing, like, all that, the swimming and amusement park, and then mm-hmm. go to, like, go to the zoo? To walk around some more. In 100-degree weather? It's going to be real hot next week. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a fun time at all. We'll put that on the absolute maybe list. (laughs) (laughs) Someone said for night things to do with uh, just you and your lady, check out he'll be at the Casey Improv. They usually have big-name comedians there. Okay. I like a good stand-up show. Same. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to have big names there. Oh. Just because you know pandemic and I mean they have they have a, it's a comedy sh- place right so like you know the chance of you getting a big well, not a lot of comedians are based in Kansas City right you're True. not going to see Chris Rock or you know Dave Chappelle or anything like that doing a little improv you'll club. see comedy mm-hmm. I mean but you can see comedy here so right right I, yeah the, you bring up a th- question that a lot of pe- I think people struggle with mm-hmm. you're going to go to another city to go to bars where that you can do here and it, get the same drinks you get there that you get here exactly so unless you're going to experience something you wouldn't get here. Mm-hmm. Right, like maybe a barbecue tour. Right, right, right. That's or that's structured and organized. Okay, you're just doing the same thing there you do here. Right, go find a restaurant, eat there. Do they have those barbecue tours? Like I don't that? know. Okay, I want to have to dig in on that. Like I said, I did see the uh, craft brew pub tour, and I'm like, that's interesting. I know my lady would like that because she's huge into craft beers like that. Not so much for me, but we got two. It's little not all ones. about you. Yeah, we got yeah. two little ones, so they can't be going on the brew. Tour. Do they have right. Legoland there? I think I did see they something. They have a Crayola. I think they have a Crayola Land in Crown Center. Okay. That'd be fun. They may have a Legoland, too. Okay. Um, but, yeah, that, that would be pretty cool. If it's going right now with the whole COVID yeah. thing. Right. That is tending to slow things down a little bit. Uh, yeah, they do have a Legoland there. I've never been to one. I've seen one. But, once on, again, a lot of this is hinging on. The vid on TripAdvisor, uh, it's not even in the top. Tw- I'm not. I'm at 21. It's not even in the top 21. Mm. The Lego Land. Oh, there it is, number 25. Ah, okay. Barely. You want real entertainment? Followed by the Public Library. I don't know about you. Those two should be really distant. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> when is the library ever fun? you like to read I guess. and if it's a library that has uh, like a prestigious collection maybe okay 
Okay. Right? Some libraries have other things going on than just <laughs> books. Books yes. and internet access. Yes. That's all I've ever been to the library yeah, it's a, for. You know, a pole building. <laughs> right. I need, Foam insulation. I need a photocopy something. I'm going yeah. to the library. <laughs> right. Uh, right. says go to Fritz Hamburgers. Um, Mary's or Town Topic must hit one for a burger. All right. I like a I, good burger. I mean, dude, you're going to get a thousand of those. I could give you all the places that I've eaten that I think are awesome. Uh-huh. And... Well, so Again, you can get a burger anywhere. Right, right. But the thing is, is like you you go to this place. We'll just use use the example. And like you had a great experience. You love the food. You suggest it. Hey, Gimpy, you should go try this. And the fun part about that is I'm going to go try it. And then I can come back and rip you for being a horrible totally. hamburger joint, or or be exactly. like, yes, thanks for the uh, thanks for the recommendation. You, you, there are plenty of places in any city, much less Kansas City, that no. have like a historic value restaurant wise. Okay. And that have been a part of the community for a long time or whatever. And there's stories of like mob people and eating at restaurants or like the barbecue place I told you about. Yeah. And like presidents go there and uh, you can see pictures of them eating barbecue there. And I it's, find that You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. you got you can find those things. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between recommending Arthur Bryant's that is the legendary barbecue place in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And then naming some burger joint. Right. That you, like you said, you can get anywhere. I feel like I've seen Fritz's on the list of the, like, top 50 restaurants or in um, best places to get a burger out of all 50 states. I feel like I've seen Fritz's on that list. I have an issue with that because uh, it was, what, 10 plus years ago, Corbin, you and Biggie flew down to that one place that was on. Correct that. You flew down. There you go. You flew the plane. Yes. And Fat Biggie was with cool. you. Yes. <laughs> but you guys flew all the way down there. You personally piloted the plane. Yes. Uh, for a burger that was on like what was it? Dive in, drive, drive in, diners, yeah. whatever. The top one of the top burgers in America. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and you guys had like some bad experience or whatever. So that no, kinda, it wasn't good. It just wasn't good. <laughs> so that's what kind of holds me back yeah. from those type of things. I I agree. I see lists like. Diners, dive-ins, and drives, like, mm. this is the best French toast. I've done it a couple of times, and each time I've been like, this isn't good. Right. So is it hype? Did they pay for it? I don't know. Mm. Um, but I don't I don't disagree with what you're saying. I think you just got to find the place. Like, Fritz's, I know of it, and all the times I've ever been to Kansas City, I've never been there. That doesn't mean it's not good. That right. doesn't mean it, I just, you as someone who grew up there and, and worked there in that community, it, okay. you know, I, so I can't. That's like, you know, the chili place here in town that people talk about is so good. All right. And you go and you're like, mm, okay. Right, right. It's just whatever it is. Yeah, I get it. I, I think places it. that have, like, culture around them in regards to, like, I keep going back to Arthur Bryant's, like, the president presidents have eaten there, stuff like that. It's got some cool value. Or there, you know, some mob bosses used to, this would be the Italian restaurant they would go yeah. to. That, to me, has a little more push behind it than... Hey, they have a good burger. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to dig into to some of that because uh, that stuff interests me. If I can go sit in the same booth that, you know, Bugsy Spiegel sat in or whatever, you know, some mob boss or whatever sat in or, you know, or see the bullet holes or whatever, you know, that stuff interests me. So I'm going to have to do some some more digging. But I've got some really good suggestions here that at least get us through a couple of days. Yeah. Anyway. I, dude, I'm suspecting mm-hmm. y- either you will be going to these places by yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you won't be going to them because everybody's going to be tired, dude. Yeah, after the uh, after the water park. Yeah, you're going to be exhausted. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Like I said, we got those two days, and then we still have two days. And you're after staying that. at a casino. 
Yeah, that about that. Oh, well, <laughs> so you don't have to go anywhere else. Yeah. No, I don't. Well, thanks for the tips. I appreciate it. Around the world, take my strong hand. Get on the give train, on the give train. Around the world, take my my strong hand. Get on the give train, give train. More of the Big Man Morning Show is next. 97.5 KMO. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. Somebody said this, Gimpy. When you get there, ask locals, ask the desk clerk at your hotel. I think this is not a good idea. Why is that? Sometimes those people are compensated to send you to certain places. Oh, okay. That makes sense. But like so far as desk clerks, but I bet you if I ask some rando on the street, they won't be compensated. They'll go, what is this weird person with the arm doing? <laughs> Get out of here, foreigner. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and play a game. All right. A pair of tickets to Rocklahoma. Labor Day weekend, Limp Biscuit, Slipknot, Zombie, and more. KMOD.com. And we're playing Schnip Schnapp Schnur. The current record of Schnip Schnapp Schnur is... You and I are tied up with 10, and Lindsay has four. Uh, last week's winner was... That would be you. So, Gimpy and Lindsay. 918-460-KMOD. 918-460-KMOD. Call up. Decide who you're going to have clues. The person that gets the most right is getting Rocklahoma tickets. Come on now, 918-460-KMOD. Let's go to the phone and get our first uh, contestant. Good morning, you're on the air. What is your name? Tom. Tom, how are you, man? Good, and you? Good. Tom, who do you want to give clues, Lindsay or Gimpy? Let's go, Gimpy. Come on, 60 Tom. seconds on the clock. Timer starts after the first clue. Tom, are you ready, sir? I'm ready. Here we go. This is what you get when you put a cucumber in vinegar. Pickles. Yep. This is the largest state north of Canada, part of America, right next door. Alaska. Yes. Uh, okay, finish this. It's a store here in town, Blank Stock. They sell video games. Vintage. Yes. Uh, this is an Alanis Morissette song, isn't it, Blank? Don't you think? A little too Ironic. Blank. Yes. Yeah, I really do think. Uh, this is a dog. Uh, it's like a fox and like a wolf, but not really. And they're also known. Coyote? Yes. Uh, these are a weapon that you put on your hands and you punch people with. Boxing gloves. No. Think of a metal type. Brass knuckles. Yep. Uh, the woolly blank, a giant elephant. Mammoth. Yes. Uh, these are the, they're like pants, but they don't have the legs on them, and they have pockets all over. Cargo short. Yep. This is when a planet, ex- excuse me, a star. Time, time, time. Eight Damn. is what I got. Yeah. Eight. That is impressive, Tom. Hang on the line, man. Might be Thank good you. enough for the win, okay? All right. All right, Lindsay, I'm letting you pick what number? Two. <laughs> good. <laughs> Just hope so diminished in your voice. Uh, good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Hello? Yeah. Okay. Am I contestant too? Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's your name? Answer, I, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I already said hello. What's your name? Stony. Again. <laughs> Stony, you have 60 yeah. seconds to beat eight. I hope you don't do it. Oh. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here we go. I hope so. All Let's right. Go, 
Okay. Wool, cotton, clothes are made of this. What is it? Wool, cotton. What is um, that? A type of what? Polyester. No, that's another type of this. Fabric. Yes. Uh, Salt is this. Mineral. Um, Don't eat foods that are high in... Sodium. Yes. Uh, The Titanic hit one of these. Iceberg. Yes. Um, if you're if you're watching what you eat, you are on a very blank diet. Um, Parents uh, can be this with their children when they have lots sure. of rules. Yes. Um, these are a vehicle. Uh, they're really fast. A lot of them have a Hemi. They're popular. Uh, uh, Charger. Yes. Uh, what kind? Who makes it? Dodge. Yes. Say it again. What? What's the car? Dodge Charger. Yes. Okay. Um, blank culture is happening right. Oh. Cancel. No yeah. nope. time has run out, man. I'm so yeah. sorry. Uh, you did so great. Listen, you, it, it had its moments of brilliance, but five was not enough. Probably any other week it would have won, man, but just not this time with the Gimpy's aid. I'm sorry, brother. Gimpy's good. Maybe you should pick him. Um, uh, congratulations, Tom. You're getting those uh, tickets to Rocklahoma, man. Great job. Hang on the line, okay? Thank you. Want to get me in it on? Uh, over here. Late. Oh, yeah, that's the one that I landed on. Yeah. Lindsay, you have to give the clues for it. Champagne blank blank by oh. Oasis. Excellent clue. That would have been way better than what I was trying to go with. When a yeah. star explodes. Yeah. <laughs> you got yours, Lindsay, right at the end. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. It's funny the way the cards play themselves out, because I thought Gimby got a bunch of awesome ones. Yeah. Like yeah. super easy yeah, ones. Did. But the thing that happens is your mind plays a trick on you. You think it's easy because he got it so quick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But they're really the same level of difficulty. All the words are. Mm-hmm. I think maybe the hardest one out of all that, but she made me feel stupid with her clue, was Supernova. You know, <laughs> I thought that was the toughest one out of all, but I'm like, ah, damn, Oasis. Yeah. 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 Supernova. It's easy to come up with clues when you're not playing in the moment. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, the record now is. Well, that moves me up to the lead with 11, keeps you at 10, keeps her at 4. We'll be back. Mm-hmm. More of the Big Man Morning Show is next 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Oh, we still got, still got a packed show. <laughs> we got Topless we're going to do. We're going to talk with Mike Malega. We got our parody songs to uh, debut. Uh, Colton Jesse is going to join us uh, from PBR. Uh, we got to qualify more people for Man Month. There's just, there's just a lot. There's just a lot going on. Now we let's do 4 by 4 A West Virginia judge rules in favor of trans athlete Joseph Godwin granted a preliminary injunction yesterday that allows 11-year-old Becky Pepper Jackson (laughs) to join other girls on her middle school cross-country team. Godwin ruled that the new West Virginia law restricting transgender athletes violates Becky's rights. Becky's rights. The judge dismissed claims that the law was meant to protect the rights of female athletes and wrote, at this point... I have been provided scant evidence that this law addresses any problem at all. Addresses, right? Addresses. <laughs> yeah, okay. Ad- addresses. Address. Uh, Salt Lake City declares racism a public health crisis. 
It says a joint resolution from Mayor Aaron Mendenhall and Salt Lake City Council outlines how racism has detrimental impacts on mental and physical health for communities of color. The resolution also commits city leaders to craft policies that do not compound existing inequities and work to close gaps. Very interesting. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, 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 oh, oh, Harv pleads not guilty to new charges in Los Angeles. The former movie mogul was convicted in New York last year for sexual assault and rape and was sentenced to 23 years in prison. Now, yesterday he was arraigned in L.A. on sex related charges involving five women. He faces a total of 11 counts of assault, including rape and sexual battery. Why not just plead guilty? Might as well. Why not just say guilty? You're already doing 23 years. You're going to die in prison. Right, yeah. absolutely. So might as well just, all right, Save own up the money, to what you did. Right. Yeah. How about, let's let's just say you didn't do it. Right. You've been found guilty of the other ones. Right, right. Right? So you could make the argument where there's smoke, there's fire. Absolutely you can. So why not just start your repent? Right, but he's still trying to save face, and that's not. I mean, I For get it. What? I like def it. it, man. You're never gonna. You're never making another movie. Oh no, that's never gonna happen. Right. This isn't the unique case of what's his name that fled and lived in another country and made movies still. Right. Accused of raping a 13 year old oh, yeah. girl. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This isn't that. Like you're never. Ma- you're never going to make a- no money. Nobody is going to financial. Nobody that isn't. No, I think even like. A- like the black web isn't going to fund this guy. Oh, the dark no. web, right? Yeah, because I'm talking about like pedophiles and stuff. That's right. not what he was. No, he's done. I don't. Th- I've, you're done, bro. Yeah, you might as well just start your up to it and, start the new path. That's it. The new path of I want to start repenting for my sins. Right. He'll be the next Hollywood suicide. You think so? No way. I think so. No just way. Because like he doesn't want to serve. He doesn't want to serve prison time. That, I. I no. Well, he's going to have to regardless. I mean, he's already serving twenty three years for you know New York charges. You know, so he's going to serve prison. I get it. You don't want to, but you've been in there for this long. Somebody of that narcissistic level that thinks they can't get caught and thinks that the twenty like he's still innocent. Mm-hmm. It, it, narcissists don't kill themselves. I don't know. I think he'll have a he'll find his breaking point. He'll reach it. I don't think so. Maybe. Uh, Lastly here, DPS opens two mega centers to help renewal backlog issues. The Oklahoma Department of Public Safety announces the opening of two mega centers in the state to combat the needs of uh, people who need driver's license, real IDs, or other identification. The Oklahoma City Mega Center is set to begin operating uh, July 26th through December 10th. And then the Tulsa Mega Center is set to start operating on August 16th until uh, January 7th of next year. The Mega Center is located at the Kensington Business Center right there at 71st and Lewis. Keeping the A's in Oakland might come down to a roll of the dice. Tuesday, the Oakland City Council voted. Fitting being as they might go to Vegas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tuesday, the oh, Oakland City Council voted in favor of a term sheet that would allow for a new $12 billion development. As part of that project, the A's would gain a new 35,000-seat ballpark along the Oakland waterfront. However, the city voted in favor of a term sheet that offers or that differs from the one that the A's proposed three months ago. And... A's president Dave Caval was spotted on the Vegas Strip yesterday with his architect. So he wasn't on. <laughs> I'm not sure they're gonna stay. He's get out of here. He's on the Vegas Strip where they're like flapping the little <laughs> call cards right. and stuff like yeah. that. No. 
He might have been in a high roller suite. He might have been in the high roller room. Mm -hmm. He may have been at you know a fancy restaurant. Right, but he's not on the actual. He's he's like doop a doop a derp with his architect looking around like, look at that. Is that the pyramids? Mm Stop it. Yeah, they should just move and get it done and over with. I hope they say no. I hope the city of Oakland or the people in Oakland say no. Because they should have done this when the Raiders were trying to stay. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, yeah. you could have had both teams. You still could have had that, those two revenues. Now you just got one. And potentially losing that. Uh, Retired boxer Oscar De La Hoya is making his comeback to the ring. De La Hoya will be fighting former UFC champ Victor Belfort in September on September 11th at the Staples Center in L.A. The 48-year-old returns to the ring for the first time since 2008 when he lost to Manny Pacquiao. Uh, Belfort is making his professional boxing debut and hasn't had an MMA fight since 2018. The fight is scheduled for eight rounds to eight two-minute rounds. So it's, is, it, is it an exhibition? Because wh- why are we doing all these fights that are exhibitions? Well, they're not calling it that. But I guess if the rules are different. It's eight rounds. That seems odd. If you go and do an exhibition match, that doesn't count against your standing. Correct. Anything, does it? Exactly. Correct. It's a money grab. Right. That's all that they're doing it for then. They're doing it for the money. They're doing it for the exposure. But they don't want to lose their rankings or whatever. Oscar doesn't need the money. No. no. Well, Vitor. No, he doesn't. I, he, he owns... No, he owns a boxing organization. Right, right. Take it from TikTok how you want. It was Dana White, right? And he's like, somebody questioned him. He's at a press conference, and he's like, uh, Oscar De La Hoya is coming back to boxing. What do you think about that? And Dana White's like, cocaine's an expensive habit. Yeah, because he's no dude. He's worth two hundred million dollars. Like, yeah. yeah, because he's been known when he dressed up as a girl and like girl. Right. He was high on cocaine. Like, right. he has a history of that problem. So that's where that joke comes okay. from. And when you're talking about Dana White and Oscar De La Hoya, well, one's a multiple time over billionaire. Right. And the other has $200 million. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, even at that level, the comma club, you're like, calm down, son. Right. Right. For sure. Uh, Giannis Kumpo set himself apart with his epic performance Tuesday, and Shaquille O'Neal wants you to know about it. The big man took to Instagram to congratulate the newly crowned champ and settle any debate around who is who his real successor is. O'Neal posted, congratulations to Giannis, but followed it up by writing, thanks for bringing old school bully basketball back. It's it's only one Superman now, and that's you. Ugh. Now, on the surface, it appears... Um, it appeared amazing, right? Like, but if you look closer, O'Neill's comments were not so subtle. Um, at Dwight Howard, it was a dig at Dwight Howard. The Sixers big man was given the Superman nickname years ago, and Shaq has never accepted it. When someone commented about him crowning another Superman, the Hall of Famer quickly replied, Yes, I did. He earned it, unlike some people. First of all, Shaq, you can't shoot free throws. Right. <laughs> right. So to compare yourself to Giannis, is ridiculous. Yeah, stick to Goldbond and the general. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, Shaq at the, I mean, a force. Oh, sure. for sure, for just sure. Just an unbelievable basketball player. Yeah, just bullying his way through and, and then putting it in a hole. Yes, that's but it. this guy, mm-hmm. different breed, man. He mm-hmm. really is. They're not even close. Wow. To put him and Shaq in the same boat is see, only by height, right? Like, right. Yeah. They should call him Super Freak now. Super Freak, I think, is a better name. Yeah. Super Freaky. Uh-huh. And that's your Balls to the Wall Sports. I'm Lindsay on 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 
918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Conspiracy Thursday. We've got uh, parody songs. We're going to debut. Uh, Michael Leg is going to join. we got a lot still. But I wanted to bring this up. And you can call it me being a contrarian. You can call it whatever. I'm calling it a conspiracy. And it has to do with the story of a man who was lost in Oregon for 17 days back in May. Mm. He was on a solo fishing trip. He got injured and he survived. Search parties, helicopters, all looked for him after he went missing. And he eventually got found. It was a 1.25-mile trail in and out. He planned on going fishing and being home before anyone noticed. Uh, so he signed in at the trailhead. But because the trail was short and the day was meant to be, he didn't bring any supplies. He thought he was just going to be in and out really quick. Yeah. So he only brought with him a small fillet knife, a pen, because I guess he wanted to write a note to the fish maybe, uh, yeah. uh, chapstick, and some fishing line. And he said he was walking down the trail when he came to a split. In hindsight, he believes he would have would have been the perfect place to turn around, but he kept on walking. Once he decided to turn around, it was dark out. He didn't have cell service, and it was at this moment he realized he'd been he would be spending the night in the woods because it was so dark. And he says that to survive, he found um, a lock and cleared out the bark. So he could sleep on a log and not on the ground in the dirt. And when he woke up, it was snowing. Oh, wow. And he told TV stations that he tried to scale down a rock when he tripped and smashed his head. And now he was bleeding and in a really crazy situation. And this was only day two. So the point I'm trying to make, I'm not going to read all this. The point I'm trying to make is. And I'm not saying he didn't do this. I'm not saying it's not a miracle. I'm not saying people do weird things when their backs are against the wall. Yeah. And their superhuman capabilities come out. Yeah. Right. Think of that guy that got attacked by a bear, I believe it was, a couple years ago. Had his head, like, ripped open. Yeah. Gashed yeah. all over, whatever. And, I mean, he survived to tell the story. And in a society where people want to be famous... Or they want attention? Okay. I'm just super skeptical. How about the guy who was eaten by a whale and spit out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. He's saying he survived on eating scorpions and slugs. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Maybe. Did Can't he never get- find the water? Wasn't he going fishing? Did he not find water? Right. Did he not find uh, f- fish? Right. Uh, but he only had a pen and some fishing line. So when you read that, I was like, where the hell is this fishing pole at? Some people box some people fish, throw, and yeah. wind. Okay. Totally do that. Right? Okay. So maybe he was winding around the pin. I, I don't know. Maybe they left out the fish. This is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. It makes no, it doesn't compute for me. Now, maybe it doesn't compute because it's such a superhuman capability. Because, mm-hmm. again, people do weird things. I can give countless examples of people that have done things that we bought hook, line, and sinker, if you will, and then they turned out not being true. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I see things like this, and I'm like, well, you have one side that says this is how it happened. Yeah. And everybody goes along because everybody loves a good story. It's true. We do. We love those feel-good stories. We love stories of fighting back. We love stories of overcoming the odds. Yes. Especially men. 
especially men with being in the outdoors. Oh, yeah. We sure. love the idea of, like, of course a man survived. <laughs> of course I ate scorpions. Get and I hollowed out a log. <laughs> and I slept in it. That's very manly, yes. Yeah. Yes. Because you don't want to look like what? A giant pussy. A giant <laughs> pussy. Not, right? And maybe pussy. he did. Maybe he did, right? I haven't read all the articles where he divulges what it was like. Yeah. But you can't tell. 17 days is a long, long, long time. Yeah, it is. I'm surprised he, that's all he found to eat was scorpions and slugs. I thought I thought we read a story or something where a kid had died from eating a slug, like he got poisoned or whatever. This is a couple of years back. Yeah. And I tried looking it up because I'm like, well, can't you die from eating slugs? So that kind of puts a hole in his story, but maybe it's not all slugs. I don't know. This says at one point he even saw the Coast Guard helicopter that was looking for him and how excited he did he got. And he said that the uh, pilots actually just never saw him and that he eventually, when he got home, he wrote a thank you note for looking for him. And uh, he collapsed on a rock consumed with exhaustion. He says he survived eating scorpions. And slugs. And, and slugs. And yeah. Slugs. And he also woke up and it was snowing. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Where's the hypothermia in this one? How are you going to find bugs in the snow? Like well, bugs go and hide in the, when it's snowing. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's, it could be like a morning snow, right? And okay. so it's not an instant no more bugs. Okay. So like, you know, because yeah. it's up in the mountains or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. It's not like he didn't wake up and it was North Canada, right? Right. <laughs> right. Okay. So, it, again, I'm just, it feels a little hard to believe to me. It, definitely. And more than, how do we have conversations where we walk around and talk about how people are pussies now, mm -hmm. but then this guy, not a pussy. Right. Right? Faced with some of the biggest adversity ever in his life. Mm -hmm. Helicopter shows up and he's like, no. <laughs> Fall smashes his head. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens when you watch all those Survivor shows, man. Now he knows what to do. Yeah, because all it takes is a little, it's osmosis, really. Absolutely. Just kind of you absorb the knowledge. Listen, I know from watching Bear Grylls that if I'm ever lost in Africa, I can survive by squeezing an elephant turd and drinking the juices out of that. Gross. I know it, and I know that I can I can drink my own urine yeah. like three times before it's not good anymore. Yeah. So There's, there's a difference between knowing. <laughs> yeah. And like, I'm going to wait to day seven. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Wait for those to kick in. Yeah. Maybe he's he's done this because he wants to get on like the show like alone. Like, hey, I'm that guy that uh, survived disagree. this. Put no. me on the show. Mm. I like where you're going, but I disagree. And this is why. Because guess what? You have to goddamn show up on that show. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. So if you can last 17 days in the Oregon woods, why can't you last four on the show? <laughs> right. Uh, you know, maybe he's trying to get a book deal or something. Especially right? now, since you know that you can beat the odds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? You've already got, you've gotten over the adversity part. Mm -hmm. You struggle? Come on, man. You fell down, knocked your noggin. Yeah. Right? You couldn't find, you were, couldn't find food. You couldn't find all these things. And and you, you should be able to handle being out in the woods naked. You puss. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. So I don't, that's why... There's a difference between telling a great big fish story and like, all right, go catch it again. Right. Mm. And maybe, I mean, that's what maybe that's what this guy needs. All right. Because uh, you lasted 17 days and went through all this, cracked your head open, blah, blah, blah. Go do it again. Go do it again on the show.
Yeah. This time, try not to hurt yourself. The only part of the story that I find completely believable mm -hmm. is he drank water that was in a dirty tree. And if you know anything by watching Survivor shows, how dangerous that is from the parasites. And the more often than not, when these people take a gamble and drink dirty water, yeah. they get sick and have to leave the show. Right, right. Right? That's the only part I believe because I can totally believe with your back against the wall, you're like, I could drink this, not get sick, and survive a couple days, or I can drink this, get sick, and survive a couple more days. Yeah. True. You know, I learned <laughs> I learned you could take a tampon, right? You take take you some dirty uh, water, right? And you take your tampon and you open it up, but you don't really, like, pull the whole thing out. Anyhow, you use it as a straw, and the cotton from the tampoon serves as a filter to get all the dirt and impurities How does it work like a straw? Out of the water. Well, I mean, it's you got the plunger part. It's hollow, you know. Yeah. And that's what you're using. That's the part that you put in your mouth. And then the cotton part goes into the water, and you drink your dirty water through a tampon. Okay. I might believe it filters out the actual dirt. Yeah. But bacteria, not yeah. buying that. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It's just, just something. Cotton. Just a video that I've seen. I'm like, they're like, all the uses for a tampon. Yeah. Don't believe TikTok videos. Uh -huh. But he was military. He was shoved in a bullet wound. That is a thing. I know. So I'm like, all right, that makes sense. Because why? Because it absorbs the blood. No, it mm. puts compression right. on the wound. Right. It helps coagulate the blood. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and by the way, if it works on people shot, why does it n not stop the bleeding? <laughs> right? Right? It just slows it down. <laughs> well, it catches it, really. Right, right. No, it's those... just a more um, sanitary drip pan, really. Yeah, for the most part. That's exactly what it or is. Or menstrual cup. It's better than free bleeding, and that's what matters. Which is a thing, man. So gross. So gross, and I don't know why they do that. Oh, it's just I'm a woman. Hear me roar. My okay. biggest yeah. fear in life <laughs> is, like, God forbid something happening to my wife. How horrible would that be, right? And then I've got to try and help my daughters become women. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I, you don't want me doing it. No. No, and you don't want to Google something like that. Nah. You don't want the internet teaching your kids that thing, do you? No, God. <laughs> That's I don't want them by themselves. That's what aunts and grandmothers are for. I hear you, but if, the, God forbid, that horrible thing happened yeah. to me, I'm going to want to do it myself. Like, I can do this. Men are capable of educating. Ah, that sounds stupid even coming out of my mouth. Yeah, it sure does. Let them be them. Just here, there's a pamphlet inside, shows you the instructions. It even has pictures. It's not 1960. Okay. I should be able to talk to my daughter about her period. Mm -hmm. Or yeah. at least take her to the OBGYN so they can talk there to her go, about the period. <laughs> right. I'm fully aware of how uncomfortable that would be for her. Mm -hmm. But if we don't have the other person in our life anymore, uncomfortable is the new theme. Right, right. You have no other choice. Yeah. I get it. I hope I never get put in that situation. Me either. Because I'll be crawling, man. Like, I ain't going to be walking. Nope. Uh, all right. We're going to come back. We're going to debut our parody songs, Chris and Lindsay, in the best way possible. We'll explain all that when we come back. You're listening to the Big Mad Morning Show. This is Tulsa's Morning Show. 97.5. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. I'm so sorry, Maria. Congratulations, Mar Maria Rodriguez. 
of Tulsa. She got qualified for Man Month. Chance to win tickets to a bunch of cool stuff, including VIP Weekend Rock, Oklahoma tickets. Another chance coming up here in a little bit, as well as um, Mel in D.C. We'll have some chances, so make sure you're listening for that. So uh, now it's time for parody songs. Now, <laughs> last week we did an idea of uh, what topic it should be, and we landed on Fat Kitty. Yes. Specifically, Lindsay's Fat Kitty. Yes. <laughs> And the way it worked, this is Lindsay's first time doing this, and she had a lot of questions after the show. Mm-hmm. And so she, did you noodle it for a while, or did you kind of know right out of the shoot like what you were going to do? Uh, a song came to my head right away, so I went with that okay. first pick, and it took me probably an hour total to get all the lyrics down. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you've done it on a scale of one to ten. 10 being the really good at it, one not, how, what rating would you give yourself at the ability to do this? It's not a whether five. you Okay. Oh, being huh. modest, huh? What would you give yourself, Gimpy? Me, I give myself at least a seven, okay. seven to eight. Yeah. I'm pretty good. How about you? Yeah. What do you rank yourself Like at? a two, maybe. Yeah, that's okay. fair. Okay. <laughs> oh. I'm really bad at it. I've he only, sings like an amputee. I, I think I've only written probably two parody songs in my life, so yeah. this would be the third. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what song did you do it to? I chose Black Hat by Janet Jackson. I don't know this song. Yes, you do. Is it Black Hat or Black? How does the song go? Black Cat. Um, it's the... Was it a popular song uh, yeah, by Janet Jackson? It's, it's on the Rhythm Nation album. Well, that's good to know. Was it a popular <laughs> song? Yeah, it huh. is. It's Yeah, it's more of her like rocky... Rockers type song, lots of drums. Wait, so you guitars. did a parody song about a cat to a song about a cat? Kind of. <laughs> okay. I guess. I renamed it Fat Cat. Very creative. Yeah. <laughs> Five, huh? Thank you. <laughs> uh all right. So this is Lindsay's parody song uh to Janet Jackson's Black Cat topic, Lindsay's Fat Cat. <laughs> Okay, yeah, now I remember the song. Okay. So in the future, we don't need any of this. Major v- intro violation. Yeah, we don't need to hear all the intro. Okay. in your cage you look so hungry and full of rage he's overweight is what they say but that's nonsense he just needs to play you're in my care now don't give a damn you'll eat what you want corned beef and ham biscuits and gravy too with whole milk (laughs) it will make your coat as soft as silk don't understand how you ingest cat food hairballs chicken and rice day after day you hide and sleep and still you keep on chasing those mice fat cat nine lives big bones large size diabetes knocking ain't afraid to die 
Hot beef, real strong, but not for long. Better watch your diet or you're gonna die. Gimpy, how do you feel about Lindsay's parody song, <laughs> Black Cat? <laughs> uh, uh, go ahead and give her that. Yeah. All right. That one. All right. So yesterday I'm walking through the hall and I hear her like through the doors and through the walls in a soundproof room. I wasn't, I wasn't cup up <laughs> yeah, to the sister door. sister can belt. <laughs> she can. I was like, well, this is going to be interesting. Um, <laughs> but I left it at that because I wanted, you know, right. initial reaction. I didn't want to know too much, yeah. Exactly. Uh, and we've done karaoke before, so I know how, I know she can sing yeah. better than you can, nonetheless. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was like, all right, this would be interesting how this works out. And and I'm I'm impressed, Lindsay. That was a that was a good job. On a hey, one thanks. to ten, on a one to ten, I'm gonna land you probably about a probably about a seven on that one. I think there could have been wow. a few thanks, things. Simon. Okay. That's, That's really generous. Yeah, yeah, I think there could have been a few things. Like, you know, um there was some if we're going all American Idol, you know, pitch issues there, but like I'm not good either, so I can't I don't have I don't have much room yeah. to talk, is what I'm trying to say. Uh you clearly have ability to put lyrics to it like you've got that yeah uh you can clearly sing uh it was a little g for me so oh so far as yeah the, uh, yeah it was a little it was a little g for me g rated oh yeah. g rated so mm. for that reason it's gonna get a strong 6.8 okay 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 still solid so, coming at first time awesome yeah we get the intro violation part which you didn't know there's no I don't think there's a crime there. It wasn't there. a question I asked. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. To be really fair. Wasn't. You, yeah. you asked. You're like, oh, uh-huh. we said about a minute and a half. You gave about a little over a minute and a half and about uh, 48 seconds of intro. <laughs> right. <laughs> Time wise, it would have been perfect. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think you did awesome. It's just a little well, G-rated. I, which I, I'm noticing in some of the things you do, you you're just gonna have to. Um, be a little more provocative. Okay, dokie. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It's a learning process. Yeah, but I think you did awesome. Uh, all right. Now it's Gimpy's turn. <laughs> Gimpy, what song did you pick? I went uh, in light of the recent loss of our friend Biz Marquee. I did it to Just a Friend. And the name of the song is Fat Ass Pussy. <laughs> all right. Have you ever seen a kitty that just loved to eat? A big ol' fat pussy that just wants the meat. Let me tell you about this situation. I'm talking about a pussy of the feline persuasion. The way that it walks, yo, it wobbles and shuffles. In the midsection is a big ol' fat bubble. It comes sloshing through the room, not looking for trouble. Pour me some food, bitch, on the double. I told that kitty, yo, you need to stop eating. Go on a diet and the flows will stop squeaking. Kitty looked at me like I'm a T-bone. His meow translates to get out of my home. Now Lindsay tries to say that he's just big bone. I said that's a fat ass pussy, you know. She said look at the paws and those big old claws. I said fat is all I see and she said nah. She said it's in his jeans, now leave him alone. My fat ass pussy is just big bone. Get the f*** out of here. That pussy ain't no big bone. <laughs> you, you don't need to eat, but you might need a treadmill and maybe diet pills. I'll kidding you. You don't need to eat. I said you need a damn treadmill and maybe diet pills. I'll kidding you. You don't need to eat. I said you're not really big bone. You just emptied your damn bowl. Yo, kitty, you. 
Said you need a damn treadmill And maybe diet pills Oh, kitty, you You don't need to eat Nice. Excellent job, sir. Awesome. What, what do you think, Lindsay? I gave it a 10. Wow. That was great. Wow. I wow. loved it. Okay, well, you don't just hand 10s out. <laughs> yeah, that's Okay, safe. fine, a nine and a half. Yeah, you, I'm just saying, like, 10 is like no one will ever, ever beat it. Okay, right. I just thought it was awesome. It is awesome. That was great. Thank yeah. you very much. I uh, want a recording of it. No, you don't. I want to send it to my mom. <laughs> I, want, I want to make sure everyone I know hears it. Uh, I, it's exactly what I expected out of Gimpy. Uh, I think I, yeah, it was, it was, I'm not sure what you could have changed if, unless we were going to nitpick on it, but yeah. I think it was, yeah, 9.8. Like uh, it was, yeah, yeah. it might be that. one of the best ones you've done. I like that. I like that thing very much. All right. So now we're going to take a break. And- <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh, my friend, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. So we were talking about our philosophy on how we come up with these songs and, uh, Lindsay said she kind of sat down and kind of really brainstormed some ideas, and and Gimpy kind of talked about that a little bit. And I am so bad at this. I try to invest things that I'm not good at. I don't invest a ton of time. Right, in. right. What's the sense in wasting all that time and energy if you know it's going to be a yes. dumpster fire anyway? Yes, I get it. With that being said, when I think of something and it works in my head, that's when I go to work. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so yesterday. Uh, at first, I heard Adele rolling in the deep, mm-hmm. and that's what I went with, and then quickly went away with that because I heard Robin Thicke's Blurred Lines. <laughs> yeah. Great song. And yeah, that song's sexy, by the way. Uh, yes, it is. It's crazy how sexy mm-hmm. that song is. All, most of his songs are sexy. Um, well, now we know because he's a total pervert. Uh. True. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, I went with Robin Thicke's... Um, um, blurred lines to fat fee lines, and I didn't go with um, Lindsay's take of how awesome cats are, uh-huh. and I didn't go with Gimpy's take about I'm not believing your cat is big boned. <laughs> I went with just how much I hate cats. Meow meow meow, meow meow meow, <laughs> meow meow meow. Kitty cats are persuasive. How old are cats in cat age? They don't give an F. They're all masterminds. Wish their population would decline. <laughs> cats manipulate ya. They are animals. Put them out in nature. Witches love them. Meow, meow, meow. They're the favorite pet of villains. Meow, meow, meow. Cat scratch fever is a thing. Meow, meow, meow. You can't be around them when you're pregnant. Don't care if it's a good girl. Cats own you. Yes, they own you. You're just a slave to them. You never say good girl to a kitty cat because they do nothing good. Not even the ones that are plastic. I'm not being sarcastic. Lindsay's fat feline. You know I don't want it. I try to don't want it. Don't bring them near me. Don't care if it's a good girl. The way they scratch me. They poop inside nasty. (laughs) (laughs) I 
think I should just start writing and then letting somebody else sing them. All right, like a because I can come up with the idea. <laughs> right, it's timing, so- pitch. Yeah, dime. I, I, if you're a longtime listener to the show, you'll know this reference. This was my fat Diana. Like, <laughs> good enough. It just works. <laughs> it gets the job done. It's so bad. It's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yes. No. Tolerable, I, I'll accept. Right. Oh Entertaining, I'll accept. Good does not feel like the correct adjective to use when referring to anything I quote sing. Yeah. A for effort. You're not getting any record deals anytime soon, but I, I like the effort that you put in. Uh, I think you're best with like spoken word, kind of like a yeah, William yeah. Shatner sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to go for. That was perfect with the sound effects and everything. I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> My for favorite text, you. turn this S off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It feels appropriate, though, that it hurt your ears, much like cats crying. Yes. <sighs> By the way, the end is a real cat crying. I found that on the internet. That's a real cat crying. Uh-oh. Yeah, they're horrible. Yeah. They are horrible. All right. Glad we made your lives better. But you see, like, yeah. if you could get a little bit more into that provocative sure. area with yours, I think you're going to pass Gimpy for sure. What's your rating for mine, Lindsay? Um, I'm going to give it a six. Wow. Okay. I was very entertained. Uh, okay. Okay. And like a train wreck where watching yes. somebody have a heart attack in the no, grocery store type no, of way? No, 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 That's terrible. Listen, you see somebody in the grocery store, you stop and watch. That You're stopping because you're entertained. Oh, my God. No, you wouldn't call 911. No, you don't. Someone's right. already done all that. Right. You don't have to do anything. Okay. They're doing it for you. You look at a car wreck, you slow down to look at a car wreck because you're entertained by it. I guess it's like that then. Gimpy. I give you seven and a half, dude. Wow. For creativeness. All right. I already know going into this that you can't sing for nothing. All right. So you're getting your score based on creativity, on sound effects, and for the most part, it was it was good for you. <laughs> I feel like I you guys just gave me the uh the the manager of the football team treatment. My name score a touchdown. Uh, all right, we gotta take a break. Mike Malik is gonna join us. Tulsa's Morning Show is coming right back. The Big Mad Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Joining us now from the Tulsa Drillers is our friend Mike Malega. Good morning, Mike. How are you, sir? I am doing great. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Uh, last night uh, didn't go the way of the Tulsa Drillers uh, against Northwest Arkansas. Against Northwest. I'm sorry. I had that. I was looking at the wrong column. The guys ended up getting the win <laughs> last night against Northwest Arkansas in that I was talking with Justin yesterday, the very tightly contested North Division. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like all the teams are like within three games of each other. And uh, we had a big win last night, two in a row for the drillers to start off the homestand. So, yeah, we're, uh, you know, hopefully get hot here. We're home for two weeks all the way, uh, you know, through uh, a week from this next, this upcoming Sunday. So a lot of home games, a lot of chances to uh, gain on first place. I wanted to, um, I try, I'm tr- I tried to bring this home with Justin. I don't know if I did a good job yesterday. And, and you've been doing this a long time with the Tulsa drillers. And, and when, the teams are playing like this, and it's so close between four teams. Um, it's some of the most exciting baseball there is, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, as you get into the second half of the season right now, and this year with the pandemic, normally we play a split season, so you go for first place in the first half, and then 
everybody resets their records. So this year is like the, the only year in my career that we've really played a full season to determine playoff teams. Now that we've gotten into the second half, you can tell that the intensity is kind of ramped up a bit. Everybody's tight. We played a lot of games in our division. So really every game is, is a super important game. And, and that's the way it felt the last two nights. I mean, uh, on Tuesday night, we fell behind and, uh, and uh, five, nothing in the first inning and clawed our way back of one, nine to eight. So you can sense that there was intensity and there's never any quitting the guys. And then last night we, we won another close one, three to two. Now, every season and every game that happens at One Oak has been fun to watch. But when it's, I mean, like the South Division, for example, there's six games between first and second. That division's, you know, you could argue might be wrapped up already. But when it's this right. close, I mean, the baseball between the batting and the pitching that's happening between anybody you guys are playing is just some stellar, exciting baseball to come out and see in real life with some future stars of the Dodgers. Yeah, no question. I mean, we've got three first round picks on our team, uh, you know, this year. These guys are guys that got paid, you know, two to three million dollars in signing bonuses. You know, people don't realize that these guys are elite players in just baseball. It takes them a little longer after they get drafted to uh, to incubate and get ready to play in the big leagues than they do. in you know, in the NBA or in the NFL. So these guys go to the minors and this is where they get the reps that they need to perform at the highest level. But they are superstars, uh, you know, just they just haven't made the name for themselves just yet. So it, it is excellent talent. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to we've already graduated one guy to the big leagues this year. One of our bullpen guys has already gone up to the big leagues with the, with the L.A. Dodgers. So you see it every year. It's always fun to watch. Is your eye good enough that you can see like he's he's going like any day now we'll get that call? No, I've got zero clue. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> no, that is not what I get paid to do. No, that's for the uh, that's for the Dodgers guys to do. I mean, of course, you can tell when a guy's throwing 100, you're like. Okay, this guy's legit. You know, if he can control that thing, he's going to have a chance. And if a guy hits a 450 foot home run, you say, okay, that's pretty raw skills, but that's not any special talent like Malaga has, I'll tell you that. Uh, let's shift. We should mention the drillers are in town uh, all this weekend and next, so you need to go to TulsaDrillers.com and print and buy your tickets. Uh, tonight is Naked Guy Bobblehead Night. He's going to be there Thirsty Thursday. Fireworks tomorrow. TulsaDrillers.com to print and buy your tickets. Let's talk about a couple other sports, Mike, since we got you on. Uh, the NBA Finals, you see a guy like uh, Giannis Atunkakimpanumba. <laughs> That's just, pretty good, actually. No, it's not. Tana it's horrible. Kumpo. It's It's horrible. <laughs> Nonetheless, you see a guy like that, we're witnessing maybe the next superstar of basketball really blossom, who was already doing well, right? Oh, yeah. No, he's already a superstar. I mean, I think he already had an MVP maybe under his belt. And, uh, you know, he just plays in Milwaukee, so he plays a little bit under the radar. Uh, but now he got to do it on the biggest stage, and he absolutely rose to the challenge. So, yeah, it's exciting to see. I love it when those smaller market clubs, uh, with a guy like him who's one of the best in the NBA, who re-signs to stay in Milwaukee rather than, trying to put together a band of superstars and go some other market and try to steamroll, uh, you know, guys like LeBron has done. So, yeah, I'm a big fan and I'm happy for the Bucks. Well, Lindsay read a story this morning that uh, Shaq was passing the, quote, Superman torch to uh, him. And I feel like that's not a fair comparison. Shaq, great player, but two completely different types of athletes. Yeah, I mean, they just play the same. They say they play the same position, but they play that position totally differently. You know, uh, I mean, Giannis is much more of a, I don't know. I mean, he, he's just more of a well-rounded player. I mean, Shaq was unbelievable. Don't get me wrong, but. You know, Giannis, he's got he's got such a full, well-bodied game. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, he couldn't 
shot couldn't shoot free throws, but that, that's a <laughs> that's a different thing. But we talk. I've talked about this with some uh, some of the other guys too about like uh, NFL players. You got linemen that are three hundred and twenty pounds running four eights, and wide receivers also running four eights. Like the athlete of today, whether it be uh, football or basketball or even uh, baseball, it's just a different type of athlete. You can't be Babe Ruth anymore and play baseball. No, heck no, you cannot. No way. The, the competition athletically is just off the charts. You know, I always tell the story when I first started with, with the drillers, you know, back in the mid, mid to late 90s. I mean, after games, the guys would go and they'd participate in like Miller Lite drinking contests at local bars. You know what I mean? And they were eating pizza and bringing in McDonald's to the stadium when they reported at one o'clock in the afternoon. And nowadays, the nutrition is off the charts. The strength and conditioning coaches are everywhere in every locker room in every professional sport. Um, it's just evolved so much. You just have to be a peak performer and peak athlete to uh, uh, to get to the next level nowadays. Before, you could just do it on ability, and it wasn't all about physicality. Now, the physicality is such a big part of it, and what you put into your body is, is essential, you know? Uh I get. I feel like in all the times we've worked together, I don't feel like there's been as many stories that uh, are close to you that I, I want to ask you about, but I know maybe you can't talk about them for whatever reason. And we got another one that came out about the uh, Cardinals AA affiliate and what happened to them at a hotel. Well, they thought they were going to be in a hotel visiting San Antonio, and they ended up sleeping on chairs in a conference room because the hotel wasn't ready for them. I'm hoping you can give some light on either a what happened or how hard it is sometimes to deal with the travel plans of these teams. Yeah. You know, honestly, I am here. This is the first I've heard of that. You know, I have heard when rooms aren't quite ready, you know, because sometimes these teams get there at a weird spot, you know, like they might be checking in on, you know, on a, on a, on a Monday, um, you know, afternoon and they end up playing the night game before and they arrive at four o'clock or five o'clock in the morning and, the, the hotel was sold out the night before and the check-in time is 11 o'clock in the morning. And you do run into that where they have to scramble to get the rooms ready and the guys have to wait in the lobby and so forth. So I don't know all the details of that. That sounds like a horrific story. I'm glad I'm not a part of it. <laughs> right. That. Right. But being in the same league that, that I was, I'm surprised it didn't spread through to you guys. Cause appara- apparently what happened was the, the hotel canceled their reservation. They arrived, as you mentioned, they didn't get there till three o'clock in the morning. Um, but you, you would think that that would be a little more buttoned up if there was a relationship already with the hotel to know like, Hey, this, these guys will be there. You would think, you would think, I mean, it could have been a situation like sometimes what happens is like, say for us, in, for instance, uh, we used to stay at the Hyatt downtown, the Hyatt all of a sudden got super popular. I'm talking about for the visiting teams and the Hyatt got super popular. And every time there was a convention in town or a huge concert, they'd have these sellouts. And on occasion, they'd call and be like, Mike, hey, we're going to be sold out in July. We're going to need to move you guys to another hotel. So, I mean, I'm not making excuses for those guys, but it could have been a scenario where they had to move from the regular hotel that's used to dealing with the visiting teams and were in a hotel that was just for us a homestand to, to, to make up for, uh, you know, for some tight, uh, you know, room vacancies that they had at their normal hotel. And those guys didn't know what was going on. And maybe their typical policy is, Hey, listen, if you know, if you got a reservation, but you don't show up by 10 o'clock at night, we're just going to cancel that thing. Uh, so I don't know all the details, but yeah, that's uh, that's not the way that guys want to get ready for a ball game, sleeping on chairs in the conference room. Because <laughs> that trickles down, right? I mean, it goes down to the manager, then it gets trickled down to the front office of the of the of the club, right? 
oh yeah, dude, somebody's butt definitely got chewed on the uh, San Antonio side. I guarantee yeah. you that. I, you know, we we take for granted just of uh, how great we are. We have this organization downtown with the drillers and the and the thirsty Thursdays and the fireworks and all the great events that you guys put on down there and the work that goes behind it sometimes gets forgotten. And that even includes just the little pieces of of travel that is required for teams to come visit or you guys to go. So it's just fascinates oh, yeah. me when I see it and we can get a little bit of that insight from you. So uh com, print and buy your tickets and come out and support the uh, Tulsa drillers. Mike, thanks so much, man. Always man. Appreciate you. Thank right. you guys. Have a great day. Good morning. It's the big man morning show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Qualifying people for Man Month. And Richard Richard Borshirt. Chert. Chert. Beggs got qualified. Congratulations, Richard. Man Month could be yours. You have a chance to get qualified like good old Dickie. Make sure you're listening for a cue with Mel and DC as they are going to have chances. Mel looks like it comes. Uh, is Mel still gone? I believe so. I but... think she's out maybe the rest of the week. So uh, look, listen right after 10, after Pretty Reckless, and before Guns N' Roses, you're going to hear that cue to get qualified for Man Month. All right, we do uh, this thing where we do top lists on Thursdays, and let's go ahead and get started. It's time for a Big Man Morning Show's top list. Random topics, randomly drawn, with random results. Now, here's Corbin, Gippy, and Lindsay with this week's top list. Uh, this week's top list is your greatest achievements. Your top five greatest achievements. Lindsay, what do you have at number five? Number five for me was graduating high school because I almost didn't. Oh. I was such a poor math student that, you know, you take these, there in Indiana, they're called I-step tests. And... Um, you have, I think, three shots. You have to take an English portion and a math portion. The English portion was fine, passed flying colors, but the math, I took twice and failed twice, and I was so frustrated and stressed out, and there was a chance of me not graduating without passing this portion of the test. And uh, funny enough, our I believe he was a truant officer at the time at our school. Okay. But he was also a math teacher years before, and he took me under his wing and he said, I'm going to tutor you in math. I'm going to make sure I that saw this you movie. pass. Oh. Yeah, right? It sounds like an ABC after school special. Yeah, right? I'm never going to get out of school. Six weeks. Six weeks. What's wrong, kid? <laughs> I was 18 years old and had been, you know, in school 12 years, and he was the first person in all my life to ever turn that light on for me in math. Wow. So, and I had my final chance and I passed it with a great score actually. So I finally got it. So I, I thanked him for that. I still do when I see him. Um, you see him a lot? No, but when I'm, oh. he's actually one of my, he's one of my father-in-law's best buds. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four was scoring a lead role in a high school play. Okay. What, what play? Meet me in St. Louis. <laughs> I played Judy Garland's role, <laughs> which oh, was wow. um, I uh, the lead. I forget yeah, her name now. Yeah, <laughs> had such an impact. Huh? Yeah. Well, actually, I didn't even know that I was like I. I took a theater class, 
And we had to try out for a play. That was part of the, the credit, part of the classes. You had to try out for a high school musical. And so I did. And I was only, I was in band. I had only sang like in showers, basically, or in the car. And you had to audition with a song. And I had to sing um, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. And the, the chorus director was like, why aren't you in chorus? And I said, because I'm in band. And he said, you got to make a choice, chorus or band. I want to put you in the highest, it was called chorale. And you auditioned for that. And he goes, consider this your audition. I'm putting you in. And the next week I was in chorale. But you had to quit band. I did. I did. It was uh, that road t- less traveled, right? Yeah. Trombone. Right. Yeah, I was, a, I was a sophomore in high school. And the seniors were not happy with me. I'm sure they got over it. They, I'm sure they did. Yeah. But that was fun. Um, number three was making it 19 years and counting in the only career I was ever passionate about, radio. Um. Yeah, I was 10 when I decided I want to be on the radio. Well, what was that triggered that? Uh, Chicago radio, definitely. Listening to those jocks and recording their shows and doing my own. And then I went by the name of Maddie Hayes. Do you remember Moonlighting? Uh, oh, my. Yes. Yeah, that With, was her uh, name. Bruce Willis? Yes. And uh-huh. Her name was Maddie Hayes. And so that was the... The on-air name I gave myself at the time. How did as a you do kid. radio shows that young? Like, what? Tell me, like the setup you used. So I had this little thing called the Miami Sound Machine, and it had ten sound effect <laughs> buttons <laughs> on it, a speaker, and a microphone. Uh-huh. And I was an only child, so those things just they kept me occupied. Besides Barbies, and so I would host my own show as Maddie Hayes, and I would disguise my voice as different callers. Uh-huh. And one was, hey, Maddie, I'm going through some stuff. My boyfriend just cheated on me, and I don't know what to do about it. And I said, I know what you should do about it. And I would play, like, the machine gun sound effect. Oh, good God. How'd yeah, you play a like, machine gun sound effect? Because it had 10 sound effect buttons on this little machine. <laughs> awesome. It was just, yeah, it was just super fun, and that's just what I did. And um, so I thought, I, I want to do this. So that's what I went to school for, and 19 years later, here I am still. Do you still have a cassette of that? Please say yes. I doubt it. Uh, that's not I no. doubt it. Right. That means Mama, somewhere. you're listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she might. <laughs> she might. Uh, no. Care of Corbin, 7136 <laughs> South Yale, Suite mm-hmm. 500, Tulsa, mm-hmm. Oklahoma, uh, Number two, getting married to my absolute best friend, 100% my person. I don't know. I don't know where I would be in life without him. Yeah, um, he's just amazing. Uh, number one, birthing my kids. Of course, they're lovely humans, and I am proud of them. Is that and what, what they you are said becoming. to me the other day, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, that was in private, man. <laughs> they're super kind, caring, loving kids, and I just, uh, I love them so. Doing our top five. I'm sorry, top five, your greatest achievements. Uh, Gimpy, what do you have? Number five, staying alive. (laughs) (laughs) Good one for you, really. As as much as I put my body through over my 40 years on this planet, the uh, substances and stuff that I've put in my body over those years, I am surprised I've made it this far. So number five, staying alive. Call me Barry Gibb. Uh, number four, kind of cheesy and lame, but it is what it is. Finally, finding a partner that's on my level. I've been through so many. Wow. I know, right? Why do you say wow? Like, it should be higher, like closer to number one, or wow, no. I'm surprised to put on that on there. I mean, 
you I've never heard you say that about any partner. Exactly, and that's why it comes in at number four on my list. Okay, yeah, it probably enough, should right? be number four. It, it not number should three, be listen. Right. Once I get to the other ones, you're gonna understand why. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, but yeah, man, finally finding some. There's been so many that I thought this was the one and it wasn't, um, or it, it fizzled out, or just just not on my level. If this one isn't the one. Mm-hmm. You're stupid. Yes, I hear that quite a bit. Yeah. Quite a bit. So finally finding somebody that's on my level, and we can we mesh, we gel really well together. So uh, that's number four. Number three is uh, learning to ride a motorcycle. There are so many people that didn't think I could do it. And I'm one of those guys. I've dealt with adversity all my life. Don't tell me I can't do something because, God damn it, I want to make sure that it gets done. Uh, and I did. And I did. And thanks to Myers, Durr, and Harley Davids for their Learn to Ride class. I mean, hell, if they can teach me to ride a bike, they can teach anybody. And now that's my main mode of transportation. I will take that anywhere, anytime over four wheel cage. Rain or shine. Rain or shine. <laughs> Not so much the rain anymore. Uh, number two. Number two is graduating high school and then going on to a further education. And I put that in number two because outside of my ma, I'm the only one in our family that did. Wow. My my older brother, younger brother, my dad never made it through high school. All right. My little brother went on, did trade school, learned diesel mechanic, welding, stuff like that. And that's not like a diss to them or anything like that. But I think that's a – I stuck through all 12 years of high school, you know, and I didn't get my diploma in the beginning because I was, a, you know, credit and a half short. But I went back at the age of 25 and did uh, summer school with a bunch of 15-year-old freshman high school kids. I was the same age as the goddamn teacher teaching the class. That's huge. <laughs> okay. So to me, that was a pretty big yeah. accomplishment. And then going on to go to, you know, broadcasting school and, and making a career out of it, which brings me to number one. Number one, greatest achievement, at least in my life, is working from intern to full-time on this show and outlasting every last one of those interns and people that has come through here, right here on the BMMS. To me, that is huge. Because there's been a lot of turds that have come through here and didn't make it, couldn't make it. Been a lot of turds that made it. Yeah, absolutely. Look at us. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> we still here. So there you go. Number one for me, man. Uh, top lists. Uh, we're doing greatest achievements. Number five, eighth grade Pepsi bowling champion. Nice. And I know that you feel like that's probably very silly, but no. being yeah, that, that age, uh, that was, and I was always, you know, such a small person and not uh, playing in sports was always picked last. All those things. It was the first thing that realized that I can achieve some things. So huge accomplishment for me. Eighth grade Pepsi ch- bowling champion at Valley Park Lanes in Cedar Falls, Iowa. No. Number four, uh, triathlons. Uh, competing in two triathl- three triathlons and super hard. Twice I thought I was going to die doing it and finished them. Granted, they were sprints. Doesn't matter to me. You're the one that has the problem with it. I'm very <laughs> proud of it. Number three, graduate college. I was told I wouldn't go to college. Uh, the counselor, senior year, Mr. B- Mr. Buds. Mr. Buds, yes. Uh, he was like, you're not going to go to college. Just go to the community college. And I remember walking out and being pissed off and uh, almost didn't graduate college, but I did. And side note, nothing wrong with going to community college either. Sure. You know, <laughs> but good for you. Uh, thanks. Uh, number two, uh, marriage. Being married to my wife is, uh, I thought I knew what marriage was and I didn't. And so especially after being married and divorced and so bitter the first time and um, 
having a partnership with someone that's more about us and not about me or not about her has been awesome. And the number of mountains her and I have had to climb, I'm super proud of that achievement. And uh, she still wants me around, so that's, that's even better. There you go. And then number one is uh, my kids. And my kids have been, since the moment they were born, have been the only inspiration I care about. And going through some of the adversity I've gone through with my oldest one in terms of getting pregnant, getting her here, her arriving early, her being in the hospital. Like, I'm super proud of uh, having her around. I was thinking we were at the allergy doctor the other day, and she was sitting on the, the exam table. We were sitting there waiting, and she's got on her little kid dress and her little kid socks and her little kid light-up shoes. And, and I almost got, like, emotional sitting there thinking about that moment and how crazy it is to have this little person who thinks I'm awesome, right, until she um, gets a little bit smarter. She'll figure out that I'm not. But, um, and that her and I have little inside jokes together and stuff. It's just unbelievable. I'm just super proud of that uh, achievement and that uh, it's crazy to think that there are people that, don't get the same experience that I get. I feel super blessed in that scenario for whatever reason that may be that, you know, the gods dealt the cards in a different way, whether it be divorce or whether it be uh, death or whatever. Like, I just feel super lucky that, uh, that I get to be around my kids. So <laughs> greatest achievements. It feels cliche to pick kids. And then I remember, I don't care. Right. Yeah. Right. They're a blessing, man. I thought about the same thing, but to be quite, I'm just being honest here. I didn't have much to do with raising those kids. That's all on their mama. So I wasn't about to take that credit from them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even the one that I hate so much. <laughs> I'll give her a little bit of credit. Oh, the mom. Yeah. 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 yeah not the kids. No, <laughs> the I love kid. my kids. I love yeah. my, all, all of them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, putting the things on your top achievement list, like somebody texted in and was like, I realized I haven't achieved anything. That's not true. Yeah. Everybody's achieved something. Right? Yeah. It's as simple as you're alive. Yeah. Nobody knows what you went through. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you have achieved things. You just feel you're comparing your achievements to being the eighth grade Pepsi bowling champion. Right. That's not fair to you. <laughs> There's only one. Yeah. <laughs> At least from Valley Park Lanes <laughs> right. for that year. For that particular year. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Hold so on to it. Don't I, ever let go. So, I'm just saying that, like, we do that as you compare your achievements to someone else's, mm-hmm. and that's completely silly. Because it's your achievements. It's the things you went through. Right. Like this person, their greatest achievement was passing a field sobriety test drunk. <laughs> okay. Whatever for you, bud. Like, here, how about this? Leaving an abusive relationship. Yeah, that can be. In, I cannot relate huge. to that at all. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's mm-hmm. a huge achievement. Yeah, because there's a lot of people that get stuck into it. They feel like they can't go anywhere. Right. So they're stuck in that for life. Yeah. I saw this thing online that when you are in situations like that, you're continually conditioned to think that way. So then you work super hard to get out of it, right? Mm-hmm. And you get super. You work super hard to have a different mindset. And then when you step out of it, it's so unfamiliar to you, yeah. right? That you usually like a turtle, go back into your shell because it's so unfamiliar. How is this supposed to be normal? Right. That that's where it's hard, right? Right. It gets scary. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that when people do that, they should get a huge accolade for leaving abusive relationships or changing an abusive personality that they have or any of those type of things. Yeah. Uh, competing in the Special Olympics, getting a job after high school, graduating high school. Solid. Yeah. Dude, if you need a, um, a morale boost to see that you can achieve anything you want, go to a Special Olympics or participate in the Special Olympics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see people achieve things that 
they were told that odds were against them. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they do it. It's it's incredibly emotionally powerful to see those type of things uh, happen. I don't know if passing the, the field sobriety t- drunk thing would <laughs> is that great. For them it is. Uh, finally being in my son's life after six years. Another one. My achievement is raising my stepson from four to now 17 from being thrown into being a parent. Wow. Yeah, and that definition means something different for everybody. Yes, it does. Right? Mm -hmm. That's not to undermine what people went through, but it your definition of being a parent and what that was is different than say mine or Gimpy's or Lindsay's or whoever's. Right. And we're too hard on ourselves, I think, sometimes by uh, comparing. Uh, Top achievement: I ran a red light at 114 miles per hour in traffic in front of a cop and didn't get a ticket. Wow. Well, good for you. If reckless is an achievement you are proud of, then (laughs) you go ahead and be that. Uh, all right, we got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to somebody from the PBR. Don't go anywhere. Tulsa's Morning Show continues next. The Big Man Morning Show on Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. And coming up here in a few weeks, the PBR is going to be down at the BOK Center. And joining us on the line is uh, Colton Jesse. Hey, Colton, how are you, man? I'm good. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. Uh, first off, how you feeling? How's the shoulder? Uh, shoulders are good. Um, I'm, I'm feeling good. Uh, it was actually, I just had my hip worked on this year. But, oh, it was your hip. Okay. And how, how's yeah, your hip? Uh, it's feeling good. Um, I just kind of been taking some extra time off and, uh, let my bot, all my body heal and, uh, just resting, but, uh, I'm, I'm feeling good and I'm, I'm getting the itch. I'm, I'm coming back pretty soon, I believe. Yeah. What, now what surgery did you have on your hip? I uh, had a uh, labral repair. Dude, my wife had that. That is a no joke of a surgery. So if you have hip replacement, you're back on your feet like within 24 hours. Labrum, you're down for how long? Six weeks? Uh, yes, sir. I, I was on crutches for, I believe, eight weeks. Oof. Yeah. Or it might have been six weeks. But, yes, yeah, sir, it was it was a long time. I know that. No question. Cowboys are tough, right? There's no question. Pool riders are they're, they're absolutely tough. But... Tell me how hard uh, the therapy and the recovery has been on something like this. Um, it's, I mean, it's always, the recovery is always tough because you never really, or in my opinion, I. it's tough to feel like you're better or you're going to be as good as you were before as far as your body parts go, especially joints. But <clears throat> we have, uh, we have a great set of doctors through the PBR and, um, Good connections and the therapy has been has been good. Um, feeling good. How hard uh, was it mentally when you're down for this hip injury, right? And you're down for eight weeks, and you're going through physical therapy, and you live for bull riding. That's what you do. So, how hard was it mentally to get through that healing process? Oh, it's been. Uh, I mean, it's been tough. It's kind of a subject that. I haven't really got to touch on a whole lot. People have been asking me when I was coming back and blah, blah, blah. Like I said uh, before, I've just been taking some extra time. And 
just kind of hit hard. Like my body, I re- realized, uh, you know, my, my body's probably not going to last me as long as I wanted to to ride bulls, so to speak. Um, so it just, it is tough. I mean, that's anything, especially with bull riding. It's, it's a hundred percent, 110 percent. <laughs> yeah yep. gotta work through it yep <laughs> colton jesse's on with us it's all good man colton jesse's on with us pbr is gonna I be bet. down it's all good man pbr at the bok center uh next saturday and sunday and make sure you get your tickets and the thing that i, I want to let's talk about the pbr for a second the brazilians are running away with it this year they've got six uh what is it six or eight of the top 10 spots I mean, they've always Brazil's always had a great presence in the PBR. Always some of the top guys, right? But this year, man, they just seem to be killing it, right? Oh, most definitely. And um, there's a lot of talented guys coming out of Brazil. Um, like there always has been, there always will be, I believe. Um, but they they are they're they're dang sure riding good. They're all um, you know being consistent and and winning. And, but it, it seems like they a little bit more uh, tightly bonded than some of us American guys. You know, us American guys, we we just, you know, I guess we're kind of spoiled with all this stuff right here on our home turf, and we all just travel around. But these guys come over here together. They got to live together and whatnot. So much respect to them. What was hard about last year? And because the PBR was one of those, you guys still did events and stuff like that uh, on a smaller scale. What was it like last year? What was that as a as a rider that had to have been because the crowd is such a big part of what you guys do and feeding off that energy. What was it like for you guys last year? It was uh, it it really wasn't all that tough for us. Um, but the, as far as the PBR goes, people that worked for the PBR they did an outstanding job getting us getting us back to work and so to speak and uh, and riding and um, but yeah we did a bunch of events with no fans. Uh, a lot of events with, you know, strict number of fans that we had to do tests every week, masks at the event. Um, so it was kind of different. You know, we're all bull riders. We're all used to kind of doing whatever we want, whenever we want. And then you guys come in here and tell us we got to wear these masks and all these rules. And what, <laughs> it was, was, it, kinda, was it disappointing? Was it disappointing not being able to perform in front of fans? Um. In a sense, yeah. Uh, you try not to think about it because, I mean, to, to be quite honest, it, you know, you got to take care of business regardless of what's of who's watching. And um, but the fans are, you know, what keep us going and what keeps PBR going, and they're uh, they're everything to us. So it was kind of different. It was it was awfully awfully quiet that first one. Sure. Well, I mean, being around, I've been around you guys uh, plenty of times when you're not riding, just like talking and stuff like that. Just good guys, tough demeanor, right? I've seen you guys, you know, break ribs, have their shoulders injured, collarbones stomped on, whatever. But man, watching you guys get uh, a little nose swabbed, a little brain tickler, it's it's glad to see you're just like me when that happens. A little tears in the eyes, yeah. like woo. Yeah, that's a, it. It didn't really bother me uh, at all, um, but I did see some guys they squirm and and, and jump around, and <laughs> it was kind of funny watching for myself too. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, you guys are watching him like, man, he's tough, but man, he's a giant pussy when he gets a cotton swab pushing his nose. Uh, Colton Jesse's joining us, and he's uh, part of the PBR. They're going to be at the BOK Center next Saturday and Sunday. With the injury and the, kind of the time off and stuff, you've got this whole other career you've been focused on that I want to make sure we talk about. Uh, tell us what you do to kind of fill the time and has kind of created a life of its own. Uh, yeah, I've been, uh, I've been singing and, um, I've been writing, I've been writing my own songs now for probably, heck, probably five years. Uh, just never thought I had anything good and had somebody shed some light on some of my stuff on social media and it kind of took off. So I released some music and, uh, I've been, I've been writing and playing and kind of gigging around and kind of getting a taste of that lifestyle here recently. And it's, uh, it's been it's been fun. I definitely know what my retirement plan is now. Sure, less injuries too. <laughs> yeah. Which do you prefer, but, the music or the bowls? I owe it. I owe it to myself that you know that I still got things I need to or I I have to accomplish for myself as far as bull riding goes. Um, but the music is is definitely a much bigger part of me than. I led everybody else to believe mm. and including myself. So it's just something that's going to be a part of my life forever, but bull riding will be too. So how'd you get introduced to singing as something that you knew you had a talent for or like to do? What was that? Um, Loke in the TV show, Loki, they use this term nexus moment. Like what was your nexus moment that you, you went, wow, this, I can do this. I want I want to pursue this to some degree. Um, I think it was, it's probably, so I bought a guitar when I was 18, I just turned 18, I bought a guitar out of a pawn shop, and I started messing around with it, because I wanted to play and sing, and uh, just try to learn how to, because I always kind of sang around with the radio, and and whatnot, and uh, I wrote uh, my first song, it's out now, it's called Marlboro Man, about a, a good friend of mine, and after I wrote it, I was just kind of in shock it just kind of fell out of me it felt like and and uh, i just i wanted to keep it private and i showed it to my dad and a few other people that knew the knew the man it was talking about and um, they really thought it'd go anywhere the next thing i know is on facebook and and i started blowing up and people were sending me messages about it and that's kind of when it hit that i that i really wanted to do something with it i just wanted i didn't know when mm. exactly it says here that you're originally from uh, Kanawha, Oklahoma, which is near uh, Ada. Uh, do you still have connection to that area? Uh, yeah, I've got family in Kanawha, or Kanawha uh, and uh, uh, I've got all kinds of friends around Ada. Um, so, yeah, I've still got plenty of connection over there. Where do you call home now? Um, I, I call home uh, Davis, Oklahoma now. I just recently uh, purchased a home and a little bit of acreage out here, and um, I've just been fixing it up and making it mine. How many acres did you get? Uh, I think a little bit over 30. Nothing huge, nice. but, you know, just enough for me. <laughs> Nothing huge, just 30 acres. Yeah. Davis is near, what, south of Paul's Valley? Yes, sir. Yeah. What's have you had to buy a tractor yet? Because I, I always feel like you know I, I grew up in Iowa, so farm sounds fun to me. Farm work I like, and then you go, how much is a tractor? <laughs> right. Yeah. 
and I'm in dire need of my own tractor right now, and that's what I've been dealing with. <laughs> so do you, do you want just like a basic tractor, or do you need like the AC and like a, a radio in it? I mean, I don't necessarily need a cab on mine, but I would take a cab if I could get it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Come on, you're going to be a sponsor out there, right? right. Kabuto, somebody's out there got to be ready to sponsor you and give you a tractor in return. Yeah, maybe, maybe I need to get back on bulls a little bit quicker. I'm not sure. <laughs> hey, Colton, man, it's been nice talking to you, man. Good luck with the recovery, and uh, we hope to see you back on a bull very soon. And we'll all be thinking about you, and, and uh, thanks for taking the time. Good luck with the music. Hey, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, Colton, good luck, man. We'll see you later. PBR is going to be down at the BOK Center next Saturday and Sunday. You know where to get the tickets, BOKcenter.com. Tulsa's Morning Show is coming right back. The Big Mad Morning Show. Tulsa's Rock Station. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. How about this? Uh, Judge in Florida has set the initial compensation for the Surfside building collapse. Oh, Oh, yeah. How much? He says victims and families suffering losses in Surfside are entitled to $150 million. Amazing. I don't think think that's very much. You don't think so? Each, nope. 150 each. million. That's what I was going with. No. Each or they splitting it up. Oh, no, they have to split it. Oh, yeah, that's then. And the enough. lawyers get yeah. their part. Yeah, that's, that's not, not enough at all. If it was each, then totally. I think that's How much very, should they get each? $150 million each. I mean, that's just not practical. Right. 150000 though. For people's lives that got taken. Mm-hmm. $150,000. I think a million dollars. I don't know if that's practical. Right. That's why. That's why I'm trying to think practical. I mean, you got you're trying to cover, you know, funeral costs, and you're trying to you know recoup from you know all the loss that you have. I think that's fair. Oh, I don't know, even man. A quarter mil, two hundred fifty. Which is more important for you to get a judgment mm-hmm. or get money? Because you can get a judgment for that much money. That doesn't mean you're getting that money. Right. Right. It's a tough one. Show me the money. Yeah. Greed says, "Give me the money." Yeah, but if you, let's say it's $100 million each family, there's 100 victims, Yeah, you may never get that money. Yeah. Right. Ever. You'll right. have the judgment to hang on your wall. Yeah. But you won't get any of that money. Just like any time you sue anybody else, you know, for whatever reason, there's no guarantee that you're going to get that money. you got to have money to be able to pay that money first. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, you got to be, it's, there's got to be some practicality yeah. behind it. The judge also said that it doesn't include settlements from other lawsuits that have been filed in the case, and the, the those getting the money are not the only condo owners, but renters and visitors, too, because a lot of those uh, yeah. places were B- Airbnbs. Mm, okay. It's not something we thought about, right? Like, no. you didn't think they were Airbnbs when you saw that story. No. You thought it were people's residences. That's it. That's all we're really worried about. I don't give a damn about the Airbnb portion of it. I don't want to make sure those people are found and safe. Yeah, which, but if, unless you were visiting with your family for a nice Florida vacation. Right. Then it's a different story. Yeah. Then you, you know, like, ooh, but there's a super, there's a super landlord. <laughs> uh, Lindsay, what'd you learn today? I learned that Gimpy's been to a library and... Corbin, you are the William Hung of music. 
A train wreck, yes, but very entertaining. Actually, only I feel like that's a really nice compliment because he was a little <laughs> hugely successful. He put out a Christmas album, for God's sake. Right. You could do. Nope. Gimpy, what'd you learn today? You could for like the Helen Kellers of the world. <laughs> I learned oh, that they know where to go to buy it. Right. You send it to them. <laughs> or somebody gives it to open it. Somebody gives it to them as a gift. Here you go. Uh, I learned that everybody has a fat Diane in their life. And I also learned that Lindsay gave me nine and a half this morning. I'm glad that's not inches. <laughs> uh, I learned Gimpy was all worried about the bone being given to <laughs> Lindsay's fat pussy. <laughs> Uh, and I also learned, yeah, you were in the uh, the woods for 17 days. Yeah, you ate scorpions. Yeah, you ate slugs. Yeah, you ate dirty water. But did, did you, you die? die? <laughs> it's Corbin saying make sure that dishwasher is loaded right. It's Lindsay Tan Fat is sexy fat. This is Gimpy, and I'm sorry. Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Uh, 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 yeah. Now what the hell are you waiting for? Me, there should be no more. So for one last time, make some noise. Enter password. Corbin. New messages. The Big Bad Morning Show, I'd like to take a minute to thank troops from Oklahoma and all over the United States. These soldiers have sacrificed to give the Big Mad Morning Show the free to act like the total douchebags that they are. Total douchebag. Total, total, total douchebag. Douchebag. Total and complete douchebag. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. God bless. Rock and roll! It's over! Bicycle Tulsa. <laughs> God bless Tulsa. We tried, boys.